Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for watching or listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you're looking for the various topics that we're covering today, we use timestamps in the description. So if you didn't catch the live stream, those are there for you. These are usually about four hour long streams. If you're listening to the audio version, there are like breaks and silences throughout the show because I'm just uploading what I did while I was live on YouTube. If you are looking for just uploads, if you'd prefer that over a pretty long video, because these end up getting pretty long, you can use the SNTR Shorts channel. Right now, you're on SNTR Presents. That is the main hub where we do everything. We do a talk show in the morning, and we do gameplay in the afternoon. So if you're if you're just, it's easier for you to watch short uploads, Head over to SNTR Shorts, and you can watch those. They're all of the segments that we do on the show. And today, we've got information about Battlefield 2042's crossplay causing some concern in the community with respect to how it's going to not be a true crossplay. Then, a Call of Duty cheat got shut down by Activision. And this is good news for people that were worried about the information coming out about a brand new cheat that was going to start to circulate. Now, that doesn't mean that cheating is going away or that cheating on console has been defeated, but this is a good move, at least in a good direction, from Activision to shut it down. We'll be talking about that today. Every time cheating comes up, it becomes a pretty big focal topic. So I'm sure you guys will have a lot of things to say about that. Lastly, Halo Infinite is revealing more news about their game before it comes out. And this is about a new feature, a fan favorite feature that has a lot in common with other games. And we'll be breaking that one down for you guys. And in case you missed it, we tried to do a really, really brief recap of yesterday. Now... We did not do a gameplay stream yesterday. We decided that it made sense just to sort of stay on topic and then not try to rush a gameplay stream. I had an appointment, and there was just no way we were going to be able to squeeze a game in. So we are doing gameplay today. I am going to go back into Cyberpunk. People have been telling me that, you know, hey, you got to give it another chance. So anytime you come to the main stream, you can see here down below, SNTR presents in the gameplay playlist. You can see what either has happened or what is going to happen. So you can see there the scheduled stream for today and then Cyberpunk down there beneath it. And today we are uh, continuing to experiment a little bit with a thumbnail. We had a good conversation yesterday about trying to figure out what exactly YouTube is doing. Our live streams are getting kind of punished for some reason. Uh, They're just not showing up. They're getting sort of hidden. And we think we figured it out. We're covering a variety of topics. And YouTube doesn't really like when you put lots of different topics or keywords in your title. So we did that to say, hey, we're, we're talking about these three games. We're talking about these three things. And it was causing YouTube to, like, I think, like, flag the video. So we have switched then to a more basic uh, title and a more basic thumbnail. You can see here, SNTR presents Battlefield 6 new details and gaming news. Like, there's new details about Battlefield 6 and we're going to be covering other gaming news. And then the thumbnail is literally just SNTR presents live Q&A. Like, that's the show now and that is something that we're going to be doing. So, 
I am batting around an idea about Q&A. I would like to open up Q&A to everybody, but not right away because it can cause issues with Q&A and we can end up with a lot of repeat questions or maybe even too many questions. So what we're thinking we could do is every night I would upload a members-only video. I was supposed to do this last night, but we had some other things going on. I didn't get a chance to do it, but that members-only video would be sort of your inside scoop. Hey, here's what we're talking about tomorrow. Here's a brief synopsis of each of each uh, of each story, so you can submit questions ahead of time in the Discord or get here right bright and early in the morning and get those questions in as soon as we're live and Nightbot starts taking them. Then about an hour into the show, we could open up Q and A to everybody. I'm batting this idea around, thinking through if I want to do it or not. We don't. We have to straddle the line between like. I want to offer perks and benefits to being a member. We want to see the membership numbers go up. But at the same time, we don't want to ignore the fact that there's a lot of people that watch, listen, lurk, and chat and debate every day who aren't in a position to do a paid membership. So we're trying to figure that out. Obviously, we'll be looking for feedback today on what you guys think about that. It would still allow the members to sort of have that benefit of, of getting the questions in early and sort of and sort of getting here early or using the Discord, which is another benefit. Uh, that they'd be able to take advantage of and then we would open it up to everybody so that you know new 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 viewers or or longtime supporters would be able to toss in questions we also know that sometimes you're like we don't have any questions we haven't heard the news yet we, we have no idea what these stories are about so i'm gonna try and start doing those micros a little bit earlier in the show to be like hey if you guys just got here let's quickly go through these let me give you the rundown of everything you know that's going on. That way you have those, and I've got the recordings for uh, the Shorts channel. So that's what's on the docket for today. We will be heading over to the gaming channel and playing Space Punks. It's in early access in the Epic Store, and so I did like a Founders Pack or whatever so I could show you guys that game. It went into early access yesterday. Uh, and don't forget that you can use the SNTR Shorts channel if you prefer shorter uploads. Everything we've been covering on the show is there. Kojima responding about Death Stranding director's cuts, the weather and battlefield, and everything else. So, great channel, really quick, short, four-minute videos. Be sure to head over there and support it. You can use SNTR videos as a command in chat, or just look for SNTR Shorts, uh, whether it's in the recommended below on this channel, or you can just go to YouTube and like type it in. It'll it, it'll it'll show up. SNTR uh, presents shorts and gaming are very very easy to find. So that's what we did yesterday. We we discussed uh, we discussed basically the, the 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 various topics yesterday were you know Cyberpunk being a bestseller. You know how did that even happen? Uh, and then we went on to discuss Call of Duty is implementing something that feels very similar to. To Destiny with allowing people to earn cosmetics after they've gone kind of away and then we also talked about the Bloodborne rumored edition and that was kind of it and again no gameplay I had an appointment and so today uh, today we'll be talking about you know the crossplay details with Battlefield now there's other details about Battlefield I've got included in that rundown they've revealed some other things that are going to be going on with the game they did a big big like info blast yesterday with like a Q&A and some other things and then we'll be talking about cheating obviously in gaming and how Activision's taking a different approach and uh, I have a theory about what they actually did to get this guy uh, to shut his cheat down it's actually a pretty interesting story 
uh, and the phrasing the guy's using. It's just, uh, it's a little interesting. Uh, and then the new feature in Halo Infinite. So if you're here right now, you can start submitting questions if you're a member. If you want to tee me up and just say, hey, I don't know what it's about. Could you do the video? You don't need to do that. You don't need to submit a question. Just use the chat for that, okay? Say, hey, we don't know about that yet. Just do the video and then we might have some questions. If you have off-topic questions... Uh, maybe wait for a little bit later in the show. We've been doing a little AMA, like ask me anything later in the show when things tend to calm down. And we, we've got some good announcements on the horizon. We'll be having some new sponsors to, to, to outline. The shirt sponsor has been amazing. So I'm wearing a Superman shirt today. You can use the shirt command. It'll take you to the Superman collection over at 80s Tees and, uh, Hopefully, uh, sometime next week, I'll have a sponsor to announce, and then right around the same time, probably another sponsor to announce, and we're going to do some fun things on stream to show those things off, and to really celebrate some new opportunities for me to be aligned with some businesses and give you guys some really, really dope products uh, to set your eyes on. So, question commands available. Coffee, we're, we're down to the final, my wife said we're like down to like two boxes, two or three boxes or something. And uh, we're getting down to the final, final 40, 50, 60. We're somewhere in that count. I don't have an exact count. If you order from this final batch, the re-up is on the way. The Dark Roast will be here early August. And we are putting in like little signed notes in all remaining orders. Like I actually sit and like write a little, hey, thanks for ordering it. And I sign it just to show appreciation to everybody who is rounding out this first order. We greatly appreciate it. So uh, thank you so much to everybody who's been doing that. Join command in the join button. We're trying to just wear that out. Uh, we're trying to really drive that number back up to where it was previously. So everybody who is keeping your membership or pressing join for the first time, thank you for doing that. We should start to see red badges, red hair uh, to celebrate one year of memberships over here on YouTube. What a big milestone, seriously. Discord continues to seem like people aren't using it anymore. So if you're looking for a great place to hang out, connect with people, put up your pictures and all of that. If you're a paying member, not hang out in the Discord. It's a great place to hang out, especially if you're looking for people to play games with. We have ways for you to connect in there and find other people to play games with. So be sure to hop in there. It's open to everybody. The general chat and the LFG are public. Uh, So be sure to go in there the tip command lets you tip through the network and then the merch store is uh we're trying to update the merch store with some new designs very very soon and you can still follow me on twitter we appreciate the people who hit favorite like or whatever on twitter and retweet we have gone back to full-time tweeting over there and we are trying to get the verified badge back uh and so we continue to use uh that platform even though it's a pretty terrible platform <laughs> but we see we we continue to use it so if you haven't got us 100 likes yet smash that like button get us 100 likes if we've already got 100 likes set your sights on 200 also we're going to start starting the day with a poll so keep your eyes out in chat and if i forget bark at me say hey where's the poll we're going to try to start every day with a poll as soon as the stream starts just to get the conversation going and uh, I think today's will probably end up being about cheating again. Uh, we'll see. I, I still don't even know what I want the poll question to be. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, smash a like. Get that chat going. I'll see you guys in just a moment. I record these every morning just so you guys have a nice intro of me talking and setting the day up and teeing the day up instead of just music and a, and a starting soon screen. So, I will see you guys in just a moment live on the mic. 
Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. <laughs> Thank you for being here live. I just realized all my stuff is wrong. My camera and everything's wrong. Thank you guys for being here live in the chat. We appreciate it very, very much. I got to write down the timestamp of what we're doing here. Let's just go to the scene. I, I'm fine in this scene. I'm fine in this scene. I don't <laughs> I was moving some stuff and didn't realize that the, 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 I had two green screens sort of side by side and the back one was must, it must have still been helping. So yeah, red badge for Oscar. One of the first red badges I've seen this morning. Congratulations, my friend. We have been doing this for one year. Baker also has a red badge in chat. Thank you guys. Seriously. One year of streaming over on YouTube with live with, with with live streaming and memberships and we greatly appreciate it. It's been a really rocky road and it's 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 obviously not we're not out of the woods yet. We're still learning. We are still learning some lessons over here, but you guys have showed up very faithful uh, and supported this stream and supported this this project, supported my family. Yeah, ADJC is red. There you go. What's good feed? I see you in the chat. Um, we're hoping that gifted memberships come soon so that, uh, people can, people can start to benefit from that. Uh, we used to always take care of feed. Somebody would always gift a a membership to feed. So I appreciate you guys so, so much for being here. Uh, I love your shirt. looks amazing. Oh, thank you. It's another shirt from 80s tees. If you use the shirt command today, it'll take you to their Superman collection, but you can use code Lono on anything over there on 80stees.com. We appreciate that. Looking forward to having some new sponsors to announce for you guys very, very soon. Creatures got his red badge as well. Big reds in the chat. That's right. Welcome back, Jimmy Ford. Thank you so much for renewing your membership. Getting yourself a blue badge. You are the best. Thank you, Jimmy Ford. You're just at nine months. I found you on YouTube late. Yeah, there was. It was. It was hard. It was hard. Ganks has got a red badge. Gohan's got a red badge. There it is. Thank you guys so much, man. It's awesome to see all those reds in the chat. We love to see it. We uh, we're very, very, very uh, you know excited for the future and finally starting to turn some corners here professionally. Um, obviously, you know we're we're in a bit of a dry spell right now with games and gaming news. But you know, creature and I were looking at at the calendar last night and we're like, man, there's a lot coming. We got to get ready. You know, there's a lot of games coming out this year. A lot of games launching, and uh, today, today we're going to be talking about Battlefield, Call of Duty, and Halo Infinite. I mean, the three, the three big dogs, the three big shooters, and uh, more information coming out about each of those uh, titles releasing this year: Halo Infinite and Battlefield, and then Activision shutting down a cheat. So, let us know in chat with the poll: What do you want to hear about first? Battlefield Six, Call of Duty, or Halo Infinite? Take that poll. It's only been up for three minutes. We'll let that run for, you know, the first hour or so. I suddenly feel lower class with this hideous pink badge. Yeah, you're you're not as you're not as special. That's 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 what that's intended to do. No, that's not what that's intended to do. It's intended to be a testimony, you know, to the loyalty and how long people have been hanging with us. Um we might start doing shorts in the evening. I I, I stopped doing them when we got back because I just I, the people unsub when you do them. But man, oh man, it feels like shorts really help 
people know what's going on and it, it helps it helps you know starting starting turnout I stopped doing them because like every time I would upload them people would unsub and I'm like I think I think they're too weird um, we might start doing I said this in the intro you guys might have missed it since there are so many members here this morning I might start doing an evening upload for members to be like an inside scoop like hey let me give you guys the cliffs notes on everything we're covering tomorrow so you can go submit your questions if you'd like to already get a jump start on Q&A. Uh, and then you can obviously get here early in the morning, watch the video, and then submit your questions in the chat as well. And then we're thinking about maybe opening up Q&A to everybody once we're like an hour or so into the show, just to kind of like, hey, put that pressure on the members. Like, man, take advantage. Take advantage of your early access, but then opening it up to everybody. So we're thinking through that. It's, it's, a, it's a fine... There's like a fine line you have to kind of dance around where it's like, I want to do things like that for members, but I don't want people feeling like, oh, you have to be a member just to take part in the discussion or get any attention. We, we never want anybody to feel that way. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to, you know, get feedback from you guys about Q&A and the live discussions and everything that we've been doing uh, and just try and adapt the show to what we feel like fits best for you guys but also what fits best for you know for YouTube and and people tuning in for the first time ever like if a a brand new person comes into the stream we want to make sure that you know it's a it's it's a good experience for them and that you know it's 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 a welcoming and you guys are good about that I mean you guys are are obviously very welcoming uh to people when they come in have a great stream I'm here to drop a like hopefully give you some good momentum I appreciate that, Roberts. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, smash the like button if you haven't already. Um, I stopped really harping on that, and and when you don't harp on it, it doesn't happen. So you got to remind people like, hey, man, don't forget to press that like button. Let's go for those milestones and take the poll. Polls are in chat now. Already 100 votes on the poll. We're going to let you guys determine what I talk about first. Um, Those 60-second shorts cause me to unsub every time. Well, the way I think about it is pretty simple. I try to think like a, a brand new subscriber. And if I was a brand new subscriber and I thought that this 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 guy's talk show or his gameplay was cool, I might be a little confused as well when I get like what looks like a TikTok video in the evening. Like it does look a little strange. It's like you t- like look we got production, I got like a really great camera, we got all this stuff, and then all of a sudden you're getting like some you know, not so great looking vertical video in your feed. It, it is a little weird. I will I will admit that YouTube is trying to dig in and say, hey, this 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 video format, it's huge with TikTok. We should get in, you know, we, we should get in on that. But the problem is is that like the most of the people that use YouTube are like, but that's not what I want. <laughs> like, no people aren't coming to YouTube for real short, goofy videos, you know? Um and I know a lot of you guys like the shorts. They were, you know, a lot of they were getting they were getting a lot of good interactions. So I don't exactly know what to do with that because there's the attitude of like just do what you're gonna do, and like the people that enjoy it will stay around. But there's also the idea of like you have to create content that people want to consume. Does that make sense? Like you can't just go crazy and just start uploading vertical videos like. Hey guys, I'm at the grocery store. What's the deal with, you know, with tangerines? And they're like, why are you doing this? This isn't what we subscribe for, right? You, you, you have this, 
maybe you have a gameplay channel or you have a channel like this it's all discussion you can't just start doing that because you feel like it you'll turn people off that will like yeah, it doesn't feel like you're taking it serious it feels like you're just you know throwing half half cocked you know videos t- together and so you have to be you have to be winsome and think through like okay hey we think the shorts are a great way to tee everybody up for the next day why don't maybe if we make them members only so it's sort of like an like an exclusive sneak peek into tomorrow that way the lion's share of the sub base isn't especially new subs aren't like what the frick is this video why is this guy uploading a tiktok video <laughs> why is this guy uploading a tiktok video because i remember when i would be on like twitter and instagram and other places i was like why is everybody doing vertical videos instead of horizontal? I always thought you were supposed to do horizontal videos with cell phones, right? Yo, it's good, Dusty. Another red, red badge sighting in the chat. And so I remember thinking, why are people doing vertical? And then it hit me and somebody talked about it. Like, well, because it fills the screen. People are just holding the phone, right? And it fills the screen. And it's, uh, it, it looks... It looks it looks nice, you know. It it, it looks good. It, it, that's just what people are accustomed to. So, yo, intercept with the red badge. Another red badge sighting. Nice, nice, nice. Leaked by several reliable sources. A twenty dollar Christmas Halo bundle. Four new PvP maps, Halo skins, and three Halo guns, exotics. If that's their if that's their crossplay, uh, if, if that's if that's their Halo crossover announcement or idea, I mean it's. I that <laughs> we'll cover that when it happens and I'll call that what that is <laughs> Halo Infinite's gonna land in November and hurt their crucible numbers and it looks like they're already they're already planning a retaliation to get people to come back <laughs> uh, they're finally monetizing crucible but it'll split an already tiny player base that's already split by cross gen yeah that feels desperate I don't know that feels desperate. Yo, Cardock Ren's got a red badge. Quad's got a red badge. Yeah, we love to see it. We love to see all the red badges coming in. That's amazing. That's December and we'll fill the missing season. Yeah, it's December. It's a month after Halo's gonna gonna I think Halo's gonna hurt their crucible numbers, and that feels like that feels like their response, you know what I mean? Good good luck with Battlecraft 2042. It's just a reskin of Battlefield 4. Really? Have you played it? Yo, what's good, Heartless One with the drive-by light drop? You are the best. Good morning, Cough Cool. Hey, I made it. What's good, Top Reply? So you've already played it. You already know it's a reskin of Battlefield 4. Yo, what's good, Coyote? How are you doing? They're charging $70 for a whole new game, new maps, new, new modes, uh, new specialists. 128 players, dynamic weather. Hmm, I don't know if, they, if that's an accurate. Thank you again for the $5 tip, Coyote. If you guys are just now tuning in, man, smash that subscribe button so that way you can talk in the chat. That enables you to talk in our live chat. Uh, and smash the like button. Let's, let's set our sights on 200 likes. We've been kind of slacking on the likes a little bit. What's good, buddy? We doing? Okay, it looks like it. All right, see ya. Getting my drive-by light drop done also. Have a good one. All right, thanks, Vasilios. Battlefield looks good. Well, if you you guys can determine what I talk about first right now, 152 votes in the chat. What topic do you want to hear about first? 
Battlefield 6, Call of Duty, or Halo Infinite. We're not going to just start diving uh, right in. Yeah, we got clips. We got clips on all the channels. So YouTube pushed out an update. Clips are now on all channels with over a 1,000 subscribers. And they also have put polls in everybody's chats. And they have put... um, What was the other one? Uh, uh, Oh, you can set subscriber-only mode on your chat. Now, we have had the subscriber perk and the poll perk for about a month. So we got that early. So that's kind of dope. And we got clips a couple days early. We didn't get clips super early, but we were one of the first waves to get it this week. So I'm just saying it's EA. What do you think? I mean, I think it's already a commercial success based on pre-sale numbers just from Steam alone. So I think Battlefield will be a commercial success. Here's the thing. I don't necessarily know if they'll maintain a player base for the seasons that follow because there is something that is going to be unique about Battlefield. You've got Call of Duty Warzone, you've got Apex, you've got Fortnite. All these games are totally free. If you want to go and play online in a game right now, PvP, there are plenty of games that you can get for free. You know, and that's going to be a challenge for Battlefield. Battlefield Game of the Year contender? Oh, Greg, no. Uh-uh. I, I, I don't think so at all, my friend. I, I really don't. I, I don't think Battlefield's even going to be in the running. I, I, now, if it's in the running, it's because there won't be anything else to compete with. But I think your Game of the Year contenders are Ratchet and & Clank and Horizon Forbidden West, which that's not out yet. But I think those are going to be your two frontrunners for Game of the Year. I don't even think Battlefield's... If Battlefield's mentioned, it'll be because there won't, there, there won't be any other big game acclaimed games to, to put in the running, you know? Too many questions in Battlefield 2042 that still need to be answered, but giving EA, uh, oh, I think you meant to say Sergeant McCluskey, you're not giving EA a dime. I understand that. All battle royales. Sure, they're battle royales, but like, are you going to act like a game with 64 to 128 people on the map isn't close to and very similar to battle royale style games? Large maps, large battles, vehicles, you know? Fun fact, EA actually does something right. In their EA Originals program, they bring in these indie devs to make games, fund them, only keep the money to recoup marketing, and the indie keeps the rest. Take-Two is one of those. EA does something good for a change. Yeah, well, and then Take-Two becomes a villain and its own monster on YouTube. You can't use any of their trailers. They, They demonetize your video if you use their trailer. It's like, I'm talking about... Red Dead Redemption Blood Money and pr- promoting your dead in the water online game. Why on earth would you demonetize my video? Here, I'll make you a deal. I'll never cover your games ever again. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. It's like, thanks for covering our game. We're going to demonetize your video. That puts a really great taste in my mouth. Yeah, you deserve the monetization on my video as your trailer plays next to me muted. <laughs> Come on. I bet they do regular free weekends to give people a taste. Oh, that's a pretty good theory, Eugene. Battlefield will do regular, like, free weekends. Just dive in. Yeah, yeah. What'd she do to this? Uh, game of the year that can't be played on two-thirds of the plat- popular platforms. I don't think exclusive Sony or Microsoft should be game of the year. Um, ha- well, actually, 
what are have there been exclusives that have won game of the year i think there have been haven't there i don't think that should discount a game like the developers and the work and the passion they pour into the game they shouldn't be discounted just because you can only play it on one platform that doesn't make any sense to me yeah last of us yeah last of us 2 won god of war won yeah 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 yeah, we we always debate that. Last of Us Two shouldn't have won. Got you know, Ghost of Tsushima should have won. Blah blah blah. I'm fine with an exclusive winning. A platform exclusive can win Game of the Year. It's about it being a good game, not where you can play it. Again, the developers shouldn't be punished because Sony published it and put it on their on their gaming console. That doesn't make any sense. Lono, I think Battlefield 2042 will have a consistent player base regardless of seasonal content. The seasonal stuff will help be uh, for sure, but most Battlefield players play because of the scale of combat and the game uh, the game offers. Yeah, but Salty, you know as well as I do, when you get five or six months away from a game like that, player base numbers drop and you need a way to rejuvenate them. And sure, <clears throat> seasonal content will bring a lot of people back in, but you got to understand something. There are a lot of people that aren't going to play Battlefield because of the price. They're going to be like, I'm not paying 70 to to $100 for a PvP-only game. Are you freaking kidding me? Why would I do that? Now, getting those people in, I think, is the ticket. And I think Eugene's right. I bet you they do free weekends to get people hooked. They're like, dude, that was awesome. I'll buy that game. And I wouldn't be surprised if when you get about six months out, they drop the price on the main game. You know? Exclusives can totally be game of the year. It's about the quality of the game, not the fact that the game is platform agnostic. Right, right. I yeah, I agree with that. The new maps is what will bring people back since they will be free. Sure, sure. I, there there is something to be said for that. There is something to be said for that. As long as they're doing regular free updates for the game, Yes, there is something to be said for, hey, let's go back and check out that new stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, Breath of the Wild should never have been game of the year, right? I think game of the year is going to be an exclusive is a good thing. Maybe one day we'll get those console war weirdos to chill out and just embrace gaming as a whole instead of their corner of gaming, right? Game of the year is almost always exclusives. Yeah, because exclusives get a lot more love and passion, you know, because they have to be good. They're console movers. Breath of the Wild was a console mover. God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and Spider-Man and 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 Last of Us. These are console movers. These are games that 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 make consoles sell. And so they have to they're usually going to be of the highest caliber. They they kind of have to, you know. I mean, what <laughs> What are you going to do? <laughs> You you got it. Your game has to be great. You know. The biggest issue recent battlefields have had is always splitting up the player base because of the maps being behind a paywall. Well, that's not even a battlefield problem. That was a problem when I played Call of Duty with my friends. I would buy me and a couple of my buddies, we would buy everything. And then we'd play with a couple of buddies that didn't buy everything. And so we would never play on the new maps. You know, and then if you went and played on the new maps a couple of months later, oh man, you'd get obliterated because everybody knew them and you haven't been playing them. So you didn't know where to go, where to sit, where to hide. I mean, once you're familiar with a map, you know what corners to check, you know what hallways to not run down, you know, all of that. It was awful. And I remember when Respawn 
with Titanfall 2 and 343 with Halo 5, they were like, no, maps should be free. You end up fragmenting your player base if you don't. And ever since, companies have taken a very different attitude about maps in multiplayer games because Respawn and 343 were right. Like, you can't do that. Nobody, Nobody can play. They've not done that in, like, five CODs. Yeah, I'm talking, like, Black Ops and Modern Warfare three days. We were, like, we couldn't play with our buddies if we wanted to play on the new maps. So, they've, you know, I've not played Call of Duty since, I think, Black Ops 3 was when I stopped playing. I was like, I can't freaking take this franchise anymore. I just didn't like it. It didn't feel like the same game anymore. So... If you guys are just tuning in and you're just getting in here for the morning, smash the like button. We only need 30 more likes for 200. And take the poll in the chat. Already 200 votes. Very, very quick poll going up. It's only been up for 20 minutes. What topic today do you want to hear about first? You get to pick. You get to pick what I talk about first. Use that poll in chat. Battlefield has always fractured their player base. What sounds like this time they don't want to. I remember map packs in Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, yep, I remember. There was one where there were like these, there was a street and there was like these upper side areas and there were potted plants and on the way back corner, if you went up and in, there was like a workout room with like treadmills and exercise bikes and they always got in a freaking way. And I remember that map being so frustrating because if you knew how to play it, Oh my gosh, you could just spawn trap the frick out of people. And then we would, we had to learn it. And we spent like a week hating that map because we, we had, we, we weren't accustomed to it. We were, we had been playing with the guys that didn't have the map packs. So we didn't play on any of the new maps. Oh man, it was rough. It was rough. The modern warfare three map packs were so good. I wish call of duty have maps as good as the old days. Oh, I remember some of them. Remember, remember, it was Karachi. There was, oh, there were some good ones. What was the one that had like the buildings? It was from the campaign where you were like running on the tops of the buildings, and then you, and then they used a part of that map, and like you could run down the street, and you could go back through the 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 like the backyards. There was like a swing set. And you could get into really good positions and just noob tube the ever-loving frick out of, like, windows and buildings and headquarters. You know what I mean? Download size is 200 meg, so much better. Now Call of Duty for a small update's 30 gig. I remember the most recent time I went to get Call of Duty uploaded, downloaded, or something. I was like, what the frick? Yeah, Favela, that was it. Yeah, dude. Favela was a good map. That was a good map. A lot of dynamics to that map. There was always that center building. If you had to capture in that center building for headquarters, it was awful. You just couldn't get in there. It was terrible. It was just, you would get grenade spammed until into tomorrow. Oh, it was horrible. That was always the worst was that you would play headquarters and you would use the noob tube to clear the headquarters and run inside and capture it or take it away from somebody. But there was always the people and there were always the players that they had no interest in the headquarters and they would use noob tube and one man army and they would go to certain specific spots. They knew if the headquarters is there, you go here, you lay down and you just launch endless noob tubes in the door and they would never run out. Oh my word. Like it was so frustrating because 
they would end the game with like 67 kills and they would lose they would lose and they would be like yeah you guys are scrubs man look at my KD look at my kill you know Flak Jacket wasn't in Modern Warfare 2 Flak Jacket was a Black Ops thing and I remember Flak Jacket being a game changer for that reason you could go in and lay on the ground and survive all that nonsense because the trophy system couldn't keep up trophy system was a joke they introduced the trophy system and I think it was Modern Warfare 3 it couldn't keep up with the new tubes you'd still die anyway you know what I mean the joys of hopping on a double XP weekend yeah yeah I could never play on the weekends. I always had to play during the week in the mornings with my buds, so we never got to take I never got to take advantage of the XP stuff. Don't act like you don't love Nuketown. Do you know why Nuketown is so popular? Nuketown is popular because it echoes back to the days of old. Old arena shooters like Unreal Tournament where you just split the map in two and just freaking have at it. You know, that's what it does. It harkens back to like an older style map design for PvP games. Dual model 1887s were annoying. We didn't realize that the dual models were busted and we had a guy we played with. His name was Scars33. I still remember his name. His name was Scars33. And he was using the dual model 1887s, which obviously we thought was kind of funny. We're like, what are you doing? He was like, oh no, trust me. He ended a game of headquarters with like over 100 kills. There were people on the other team that accused him of cheating. They're like, yeah, you guys, you're playing with a cheater. And we're like, no, we're not. He's just really good. Come to find out, he told us a couple days later, he was like, oh yeah. He's like, I didn't want to say anything because he's like, I knew it was going to get nerfed. He's like, the Model 1887s, he said they were hitting at a range of like an SMG. He's like, so you could just hit people from across the room. You could just go in and do doom, dead, no chance. Like, no chance, just instantly dead. Oh my word, it was nuts. He did it for like a week. He did it for like a week. And when they nerfed them, he like, he didn't play as much anymore. He didn't play as much anymore. After they nerfed the models, it was like they ruined his favorite toy, you know? <laughs> My, my boy Fonz, he ran with the G18s. He liked running dual G18s. He would just go in and, blah, 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 and he would just like hold them down. You know? He was like, I'm going in, all left hand, all left hand. And he would like clear the room with the G18s. Dual FM G9s with Scavenger in Modern Warfare 3 was busted. It was my favorite combo. Oh, yeah. that They always had some just gnarly, gnarly combos like Michael Wilford saying they were gnarly yeah they always had some really gnarly combos like the game would launch and you'd be like did they not test this <laughs> did someone not even shoot a model 1887 one time and and think this is hitting a little far you know apparently they're bringing back terminal man they brought back terminal as many times as Skyrim has come back dude the first was the best because of the G3 silence you know what's funny is I didn't play I didn't play modern the, the first modern warfare that much I didn't I didn't play it that much I played um I, I got in world of war, world at war was how I got into call of duty was world at war and I remember 
there were there was things about World at War that I absolutely loved and there were things I hated. The two most terrible things in World at War was Last Stand and Martyrdom. It was so frustrating. Oh my word. That game was like they did everything they could to hold your hand if you lost a gunfight. It was like you lost a gunfight? No worry. Just use Final Stand or Last Stand or whatever the frick they called it. Oh, you died? Yeah, just use Martyrdom. Get some get some revenge on him. Oh, oh my gosh, that was frustrating. World at War co-op was great. World at War had a fully co-op campaign. You could play through the entire campaign with a buddy. That was really cool. Not a lot of games do that anymore, you know? Not a lot of those shooters. A lot of those shooters are just like, nah... Now a lot of them don't even do campaigns anymore, you know? A lot of them don't even do campaigns. They're just like, nah, nah, we're just going to do the multiplayer thing, which makes sense. I mean, that's what that's that's, that's what everybody does. That's what everybody plays. Um, Bouncing Betty's. Oh, my word. I loved Bouncing Betty's. This happens every time in a video game. You have a love-hate relationship with something. You're like, yeah, Bouncing Betty's. I'm going to use them, and I'm going to laugh when they work. But when somebody uses a bouncing Betty on you, it's like they insulted your family. You're like, you son of a... Like, you can't believe it. There was a Call of Duty conference where one of the devs said, uh, F you last stand or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another, uh, remember hearing the beep of the killer drone and just diving? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember my... I remember, like, I got like an... I got like a feeling in my chest, like adrenaline when I heard the fr- the first time I got nuked in Modern Warfare 2 it was like that hey come out of the nuke and it's like beep beep oh my word that did something to me dude I, I, I did not like the way I felt I was like oh my gosh <laughs> we we got nuked once in um in headquarters and we deserved it we totally deserved it do you guys remember the map where you could shoot through the glass and there was like two buses out in an area and like then there was the one headquarters where like you could drop stuff through the roof? I forget the name of that one. That map was kind of crazy. Uh, I never got nuke. I left the game. No, we took this like a champ because we totally deserved it. We totally deserved to get nuked because it was our own fault. Um... Guys, we need nine more likes for 200. We are slacking on the likes. Good morning, Vapor. How are you? Smash that like button. Hey, if you're new this morning and enjoying the talk show, we're going to be doing some live Q&A in just a moment, some back and forth with the community, and I asked the chat to use the poll. Hey, what do you want me to hear? What do you want to hear about first? Halo Infinite's winning. It's only been up for about 30 minutes. We'll run it for another 15 minutes or so, and then I'll do I'll do the first couple of news segments for you guys, so that way you know what you can ask questions about. But we were playing... No, it wasn't Nuketown. It was like... There was like a diner out in the middle. There was a diner out in the middle, and there were tour buses next to the diner, right? And... And you could you you could go out there and like hide in the tour buses and stuff. I think. Yo, Vapor, thanks for renewing your membership, getting that, getting that pink badge, dude. Pink or purple, whichever it is. Thank you so much. And we, whenever we would play headquarters, okay. Uh, the nuke was stupid. I had games we were running away with and lost because of the nuke. That's exactly what happened to us. So this is what happened. We 
we're winning. We didn't really lose in headquarters. We were working on like a hundred. It was a hundred and one game win streak, and this is when we is this is when we lost our win streak. Was this match? I still remember it. Hundred and one win streak, which it felt pretty good to lose the win streak because it like it took the pressure off. Like getting to a hundred wins was really really difficult. And it was cool to go, like, see that. Like, you could go to your stats and, like, see 101, right? This was a legitimate win streak, right? There were people that would dashboard and, like, juice their win streak numbers. This was 100% legitimate. 101 game win streak. And then we lost our 102nd game. And obviously, we didn't do this all in one sitting. Like, every time we would sit down to play, we would only play with each other to ensure that we were winning. And so we got on this map and we're winning right we're winning and every time in headquarters if you're winning you don't capture the last headquarters because it ends the game it rolls the score over and then the game is over you protect the last headquarters but you don't capture it and you get a ton of kills and you get a ton of kill streaks well they had a guy on their team pop off and he got a chopper gunner and i said to the team i said we have made a terrible mistake here He got his Harrier first, and I was like, we need to capture this. We need to capture this. And we got in a bad spawn cycle, and we couldn't capture it. Every time we tried to capture it, we would end up getting, somebody would end up getting in there and just killing us at just the right moment. So we get, and then his chopper gunner comes out. And when that chopper gunner came out, I was like, dude, I was like, we are in trouble. We need to capture this. We need to end the game. Because once somebody got a chopper gunner, if they were in a good hiding spot, they were going to rack up enough kills to get a tactical to get the tactical nuke. Sure enough, he got enough kills. And I said we have to take this like men. This is on us. We knew we knew we needed to end this game. We were messing around, we were laughing and having a good time. We weren't paying attention and this guy snuck up on us and just took our win streak from us. We just we took it. I was like, "Take it like men." I said, "Don't you dare dashboard." I said, "Let's just take it." <laughs> I said, plus, it takes the pressure off. It was so it was so nerve-wracking. Like, once we got into the 70s, once we got into the 70s, like 70-something win streak, oh, it was so nerve-wracking because we wanted to get 100. Once you get to 100, it's like, oh, what, what are we going to go for next? 1,000? Forget that. Like, once we got to 100, that felt pretty good. Now, Modern Warfare 3, we switched to Team Defender and we got a 223 game win streak in Team Defender. I don't even think we stopped. I don't even think we ever lost. I just think that's when we stopped playing. We were just sick of playing. We literally got to 223 wins without losing. And we were like, I, I think by then we were just sick of it. Team Defender was so easy to win. People were so dumb. They did not understand that game mode at all. Harrier, Chopper, Gunner, and Nuke was the go-to streak in Modern Warfare 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you heard a Chopper Gunner, it was a little nerve-wracking. It was like, we got to find that guy. We have got to find that guy or he's going to get a nuke. Yeah, Because, man, that thing was so, so strong. And that was back when they didn't really nerf things. I remember them nerfing the Model 1887s, and they made some kind of adjustment adjustment to one-man army. But, man, they didn't really mess with kill streaks. They left those alone. I was a shotgunner and bouncing Betty back in Black Ops 2. I'd get in a fight, throw down a Betty mid-fight, and then duck. Oh my. Yeah, that's rude. If you had stacked team, Modern Warfare 3 was easy. Yeah. I don't think we ever lost. I think we literally just got bored. We're like, this is boring. The last couple times I remember playing Modern Warfare 3, 
We were literally getting in arguments about stealing each other's kills. Because it was just, it was, it was literally Botville. It was like, you, the win was guaranteed. The win was guaranteed. Like, we knew, we knew. We're like, oh, we're going to win. So let's just go for kill streaks. And if somebody would move or take a different position or steal your kill, like if your position was back hallway and someone came back there and shot somebody, oh my gosh, it was a, it was an argument. It was an immediate argument. It was like, why are you coming back here, dude? I was one kill away. We got in all kinds of arguments because it was like, we're going to win. Like the, the win was assumed. So now the only, the only fun is, is getting, is getting your kill streaks, right? Hey, somebody ordered some coffee during the intro. Thank you so much. Pyro twerp. We are putting, uh, we are putting handwritten notes in the coffee right now. All of the, um, all of the coffee that goes out from the final batch, we're getting down into the final batch numbers of the coffee. I'm writing handwritten notes. So we're getting down into the final, I think we're down to like the final 50 bags or so of Rageless Roast Light Roast. And it should be coming to me very, very soon, re-up. So, uh, get yourself, get yourself some Rageless Roast today. Use the coffee command. Go to RagelessRoast.com. Uh, or tell your friends go to RagelessRoast.com to get yourself some of the final batch there. They didn't add skill-based matchmaking until Black Ops. Yeah, we remember playing Black Ops and we could not figure out what felt different about the game. We couldn't figure it out. We're like, something's off. Like, we would win we would win one or two games and then it wouldn't put anybody in our lobby. Because you know what would happen, right? You'd win, you'd go back to the lobby, talk some trash, people would leave, and then it would try to get a couple more people so the games could keep going. So if you had a full team, you're sitting there with six, and then the other team has six, and a couple people leave. So now you got like, you know, nine or ten people in the lobby, and you're waiting for it to fill. It would never put anybody in our lobby. We would just freaking sit there. We're like, what's going on? And eventually people would just leave. So we would back out and requeue. And without fail, every time that would happen, we would end up in a game that was like laggy. You couldn't win any of your of your gunfights. You would, and it was like, what is this? And so you, we went and looked because they tracked your win record on like this graph. And our win record literally looked like this. It was like up two, down one, up two, down one, up two, down one. It's like, what? Can my note read? I don't want to see your name in chat anymore. Okay, enjoy your coffee. No, I'm not going to do that. And people would leave if they saw a six stack. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They called that pub stomping. We didn't understand why they called that pub stomping. It didn't make any sense to us. We're like, I don't understand. It's an objective-based team game mode. Why would we not stack up and go for the win? I I, I don't understand. Been making cold brew, cold brew, so I need more coffee. Oh, have you been using the Rageous Roast for cold brew pyro twerp? Because it, it 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 does it does it makes a very very good cold brew. Pierre says, "What's good? What's good, Pierre?" <clears throat> if you weren't talking trash, you weren't playing Call of Duty or Xbox Live in general correctly. I miss rematches. We didn't get that much anymore. Oh, no. No. People would leave. Yeah. People people would leave. It was re- one of the most difficult things I think about Call of Duty was I I remember there was a day where we were playing headquarters and the games were close and we got back to the lobby and we were like, "Yo, please stay." 
and 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 they were like, cause, and the, and the, the, it was friendly. We we're like, yo, stay. These games are awesome. You guys are good players. Let's go. Let's go another round. Let's go another round. And I remember we played like five or six games against this team, and they were some of the best games ever. We didn't even care who won or lost. It was just good to play against a stacked team that knew how to play headquarters. It was so enjoyable. It was so intense. It was like nail biting. Oh man, down to the last headquarters sometimes. That was that was the best. That was the best. Yo, Sci Fireman, another red badge in chat. The problem when people ran stacks on objective modes is the team would ignore the objective and stat farm. Well, we wouldn't do that. I mean, we would do it at the end. Like, once we secured the win, we would stat farm, because why wouldn't you? I earned the right to stat farm. We just crushed you, right? We would do that in um, Team Defender. We wouldn't even hold the flag. We would put the flag in the center of the room and and, and, and go for kills, because the game lasted longer. If you're holding the flag, you're getting, like, the score multiplier, so we wouldn't hold the flag. And who wants to hold the flag anyway? That's lame. Like, you don't get to do anything, you know? And I remember we were playing, uh, it, it was, it was, what, which one was it? I'm trying to remember which one we were playing where, oh, it was World at War. World at War. Hey, Sandy's got a red badge. Talorn's got a red badge. Nice to see those red badges. That means they have been a paying member for one year. It's, it's a, it's our one year anniversary of doing memberships and streaming on YouTube. Thank you guys so much. Um, good on your team for not farming, but a ton of teams didn't have those ethics. Well, and see, that's where, you know, you got to create game modes where stat farming and not going for the objective, you know, is, is it's bad. It should be bad. There we go. Sven's got a red badge. Jatoic's got a red badge. There we go. Yeah. What's good, Sean? Red badges, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it'll turn red after a year. It'll turn red after a year. We have now officially been streaming over here for one year. Um, we I remember the day we did it. We just did like a surprise stream. We just like booted up. And we had like a thousand viewers, you know. And man, the times have changed. The times have changed. It's been it, it, The channel's very, very different now. Um, it's amazing that it's been one year of you running the show on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's been an entire year. It's been a long year. It's been a long year. Um, it's been, when did we switch to variety? What was that? It was like April, I think. I think it was April when we switched to variety. Torchwood with a $10 tip through Super Chat. In case you haven't heard today, you're awesome. We love you. Thank you, Torchwood. You had to run off stream and cry. Yeah, because Flyers came back. I got real emotional when Flyers came back. Yeah, I remember that. I, yeah, I was, it was rough, man. I lost everybody. I lost everything is is what it felt like. I I didn't have anybody anymore. It It felt, I felt alone. Um, I would have had one year if I didn't have to make another account. Yeah, I wish that they would really change that and revamp that. Like, you should be able to come into a YouTube chat and just pick a username, and that uh, it would just it would put the it would it would attach it to your Google account. Wish we would see flyers back again. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Him and Braden were coming back and saying hi most days, and I don't know. There were a couple months there where we really got stuck on talking about everything that happened. I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people didn't want to hear about it anymore, which is understandable. But man, it was hard. It was really hard not to talk about it. It still is. It still is. You ran off stream. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. I was not. I was not prepared. Look how easy the app integrates the poll. Where does it put it? Oh yeah, yeah. Polls right up at the top. Yeah. 
YouTube's making some good changes. They are. They're making some good changes. I really want to see the live streams start to get better treatment on YouTube. Like, I think we need, like, our own page. Like, YouTube Live is what it should be called, you know? <clears throat> but, whatever. Um, he's braiding streams on purple. Oh, really? I'd have Red 2's as distorted, but I didn't notice that it didn't auto-renew twice. Uh, I'll have in two weeks or so. Yeah, I don't know why that was happening to some people. I wish it was a year because I started like four months on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys still can keep your Patreons if you prefer Patreon. You get all your benefits in Discord. Um, we're, we haven't pulled the trigger on network packages yet, but we probably will very soon. Um, I'll be red in a few days. Sounds good, Mo. You mentioned this morning you got clips. They have launched clips site-wide now. If you have over a thousand subs, you get clips. Now, we got it a couple days early. They also announced that the subscriber mode for chat and polls in chat, and we got that like a month ago. So we are getting some features early. We're getting some. We're getting some nice treatment. Um, so if you're new this morning, you can vote in chat. We're about to kind of switch gears here to me kind of covering the news, and then you guys can submit questions. If you guys aren't aware about the news, it's right next to me. There's a Halo Infinite new feature announced, Call of Duty cheat that got shut down by Activision, and Battlefield gave us details on crossplay. Um, yeah, YouTube said that everybody gets clips as long as they have 1K subs or higher, and I think they just started rolling it out this week because we got it a couple of days ago on our other channels. We got it on gaming, then we got it here, and then we got it on our shorts channel. Um I don't know if Repeat Theater got it. It should have, but we might. Maybe we haven't been active enough over there. Um, oh, that's right. Repeat Theater is uh, the 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 domain is <laughs> the domain is for sale. Yeah, Clips is not live on Repeat Theater yet, and it should be because it has almost two thousand subscribers. So. The Repeat Theater channel is probably where we'll, 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 we'll house that project that I've been talking about doing. Um, that's probably where we'll do it, like a side project stream about me and my life and, you know, more personal stuff. Uh, happy one-year anniversary. You show that when the decks are stacked against you, instead of running away or giving up, you dig deep and keep fighting. Thank you. Love the new thumb layout. Thank you. I appreciate it. We're... We're still experimenting and we're still kind of looking at things on on how we want to position the stream uh, for folks that maybe aren't aware of what we do. Um, I am seeing, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll look at it later. Right now, it looks kind of like the same. I, I think... I think YouTube I, I think YouTube makes you kind of earn your stripes when you go out of town. So we're in that process right now. And you guys are helping with that. You guys are helping us earn those stripes. Every time you press like, talk in chat, vote on the poll, and show up in the mornings, you guys are helping us kind of earn our way back into the into the good lane, right? Um, we get to know your degrees and why you chose them. Yeah, I'll talk about that. I'll talk about my education. I have a bachelor's and a master's. I'll talk about my my childhood and growing up and you know growing up in the church and walking away walking back <laughs> you'll get to hear it all yeah yeah it'll be good it'll be good i i was talking about it again with my wife last night i was like we just we got to figure it out you know we got to figure out we got to make time for it and that's the problem is something's going to have to die in its place 
and I don't want to. I don't want to stop doing anything. <laughs> uh, I like this channel. There's gaming. There's shorts. I want to launch the packages on the network. <laughs> I don't want to kill any of the ideas. I'm like, oh, it's too much. It's too much. He's got a great story about how he was the kid in the third grade class that ate paste. Now I'll have you know, I'll have you know, sir, I was homeschooled until fourth grade, so that is not a true story. I actually was not one of those kids that like ate paste or did all that weird stuff, like ate worms and all that. You know, always know that kid in class that did it. You might think I was, but I, I was, uh, it was not me. It wasn't me. I was, I, I had a friend that was like that. I was in the fourth, fourth and fifth grade was really, really hard for me because I went, they, my parents sent me to a private school and I did not fit in at all. I was short. We were poor. Everybody there was rich. And uh, between fourth and fifth grade, I made really, really good friends with a kid named Chris and we just got along. He was weird. I was weird. It was just one of those dope relationships, you know, we're like, we would draw pictures and talk and had, we had similar senses of humor and he didn't come back sixth grade. I was devastated. I remember showing up for sixth grade and he wasn't there. And I was like, what, what happened? He switched school sixth grade. It was devastating. Cause then sixth, seventh and eighth grade, man, that was a, that was a downward spiral for me. It wasn't good. <laughs> I was not a good kid. I was not a good kid. And it was, it was in a large part cause I lost my friend, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel like I fit in. So started acting out for attention and class clown and all that. It, it, it's as cliche as it gets, you know? Your kids are homeschooled now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We yanked our kids out. Yeah, I mean, we've got some really, really uh, great schools in in Louisville, but um, my wife did a ton of research, and she's got some really great friends that have done homeschooling and have had great success. Really, really sharp, smart people that are structured and intelligent and have really been thoughtful and kind of helped her. So she hurt... Man, my kids, I'm telling you what, I don't, I don't, I don't know. My kids are probably going to be smarter than me. Not that that's that difficult, but like my daughter can already read. <laughs> you can already read. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just like that, you know? I was just like amazed that she learned that quickly. So that's my daughter, though. She's going to struggle because she picks things up very easily. So if something's difficult, she doesn't like it. Like she just taught herself how to ride a bike. She just did it, you know? That's kind of her thing. She just picks something up and decides she wants to do it. But if something's not easy, she gets really angry. And I'm like that. I'm a natural at so many things. I can just pick something up and figure it out. I can just do, I can just do something. I'm like, yeah, I'll just do that. I'll just figure it out. Right. And, uh, I'm the same way. Like if something is hard, you guys, you can, you can see that in, uh, in the way I play video games sometimes. Like if a game is really, really hard, I, I, I'm more quick to get irritated. Like, I don't like this. Right. And she's like that in video games. If she dies like once or twice in the video game, she wants to stop. She's like, no, I don't like this game. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, keep going. It's not going to be easy. You've never done this before, you know? So I always try and tell her, I'm like, look, I mean, look how long it took you to learn to read or draw or anything else. You know, it just, it takes a while. It takes a while. So... Alright, paying members, you guys can submit questions about the topics. Uh, we've only gotten one question right now from Silent Warrior. Now, sometimes this is because you guys are like, we don't know the topics. We don't know the topics. And so, I'm going to try and give you guys <clears throat> the topics when... I'm going to try and give you guys the topics earlier in the show 
We didn't really do it this morning. I let you guys kind of vote. So the voting results are in. Halo Infinite has won the poll. We ran that poll for about the first hour. So Halo Infinite. I'm going to tell you about Halo Infinite first. And then uh, we'll do Battlefield second and Call of Duty last. So if you are interested in these topics, there's another thing we've been thinking about doing is giving you paid members the inside scoop the night before doing almost like a Cliff's Notes video like hey this is what we're talking about tomorrow here's a short and condensed version of what these topics are about if you want to submit your questions now head over to the discord and do it or be here bright and early in the morning and get the questions submitted right that's just a way to let you guys kind of keep keep the you know keep the keep the content flowing i know my my green screen's not right right now but there's nothing i can do about it it's a it's a I was getting the room ready last night for something, and uh, we uh, <clears throat> we we took down the old green screen because I was using um, I've been using the Elgato green screen, and because we've been using the Elgato green screen, the um, the Elgato green screen is not quite as wide, so I'm just gonna have to reposition stuff for certain scenes. Um, so. I think I may start doing that, coming up with questions the night before. It'll be a little bit easier, too, if I send you a video, because sometimes people are like, Lono, we don't know what the topic's about. We've not heard about it yet, right? <clears throat> so, this one, this first one's going to be about Halo Infinite. So, they are continuing, both Halo Infinite and Battlefield continue to, like, push out announcements. They're like, hey, you know, we've got more info on our game, we've got more things coming, and, and they're and they're slowly trickling out the info, which generally is a pretty smart move. I mean, you want to kind of keep people interested uh, in your game. Uh, and you don't want to, like, blow all your information, you know, right away. I remember people would always get in debates with me about that with... Uh, <laughs> they would always get in debates about that with me with Destiny. Like, why don't they just tell everything to us now? And I'm like, well, because... They want to save the relevancy. They, they, they're trying to market a product, not tell you everything, you know, as soon as it's possibly available to be said to you. So, all right, let's do this one. Let me tell you about this fan feature coming to Halo Infinite. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about Halo Infinite getting a fan favorite feature added to it. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit that subscribe and the bell button. Thanks for all the support on the channel as it continues to grow. Daily uploads for gaming news. So GameSpot reported on this as more details about Halo Infinite's multiplayer have emerged as part of an employee spotlight feature. Lead multiplayer designer Andrew Witz revealed that Halo Infinite multiplayer will have a Marxist that sounds like a brand new feature for Halo. He also revealed that Halo Infinite's weapon racks are inspired by Halo 2. So there's two things to talk about in this video. Now, a lot of people are going to hear about the marking feature and be like, why is that a big deal? Like, who in the who in the world cares about that? Well, if you played Apex Legends, Apex Legends has influenced the market in a really, really big way. After Apex Legends launched, the marking system came to a lot of other games, as well as the reboot card system. Fortnite basically 
took all the best ideas from Apex and baked it into its game because they, you know, I think Respawn did a really good job innovating on the the battle royale mode now according to this report in the interview wits described the mark system like this a feature where players can mark a spot in the world that lets their teammates know vital information like an enemy position or a weapon location so this sounds very similar to the ping system in rainbow six siege apex legends and other titles now apex legends didn't pioneer this but they certainly put it in the game at a time where all of a sudden it started appearing in other games and apex legends was was very popular at the time and fortnite was very popular at the time rainbow six siege has kind of had to kind of earn its way back into the good graces of the community and the public so it was lesser known that like that was something that they were doing coming into the conversation on Halo Infinite's multiplayer, it makes sense that they would start to do this sort of thing. If you go and watch the multiplayer overview video, it's clear the 343 wants this game to appeal to both new fans and old fans, and that was something we've talked about at length on the show. How are they going to do that? Appealing to the to the old and the new is very difficult. Halo has a very dated feel. It's a slower moving game. It's not necessarily going to feel like the fast-paced game you can play right now apex call of duty and fortnite all have a lot of speed uh, and intensity to them in varying degrees they all are very different but still halo is sort of a more traditional slowed down uh, arena shooter so the pinging system could be their way to say hey this is something you're familiar with in other games we have that as well now wits also discussed according to the report another new element called spawners The team at 343 designed this to help players understand where weapons and items will be on the map in an effort to make the game easier to understand and enjoy. Again, I think there's a concern here that the game will be appealing to people uh, that that are familiar with Halo, and if you're not, you're going to feel like you're just absolutely outmatched and outclassed and outwitted. So here's the quote from uh, Wits. If I'm playing multiplayer and I'm playing it for the first time and I've never played a map, I don't know where weapons are spawning. We want to make it a better experience for players and we invested into a system called spawners. The item spawners are assets like weapon racks and equipment spawners. It's nothing new for Halo in terms of what players expect, but we wanted to call out where weapons spawn in the world. So these two things in my mind are very similar. They are attempting to make the game feel newer and more modern while also attempting to make it accessible to new players because we all know what it's like to go play a game like Halo, Call of Duty, or Gears of War and play against people who know the map, know the weapons, and know all the best locations. It can be pretty frustrating. So, more information continue to come out from 343 about Halo Infinite's going to do everything it can to appeal to you if you're a longtime fan or someone like me who hasn't played the game nearly as much. As always, if you like these gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next video. So that's the, that's the story. That If you've got questions about that, feel free to submit them. That's kind of the first story of the day is, you know, they outline this feature. And again, I think I, this is going to be one of the larger challenges for Halo Infinite is how, how do you take a game that's this old and, and make it appealing to people uh, that, have, that have either never played your game or, again, if you're like me and you just played it a lot less, uh, you know, how, how do you... Uh, do you connect that bridge you know epic hit mark another new member for the day thank you so much for clicking the join button enjoy your dope badge and emotes you are dope and deserve dope stuff for now guys for now we are doing oops, wrong scene for now we are doing q a for members only we're thinking through ways to do q a for everybody but letting members get in first 
So we're brainstorming about that. So if you're not a paying member, don't worry. We are considering how to make the show for everyone. And that's why Q&A is, is not starting immediately today. We kind of push it back just a little bit uh, to give us an opportunity just to kind of chill, hang out, and talk uh, and, and get things going. So people voted on what they wanted to hear about uh, first. And we, uh, we did, we did um, Halo first. And then we have information on Battlefield and Call of Duty. What we should probably do is try to start getting these little short videos out of the way so we can get back to the conversation in the Q&A. So that's probably what we need to do. Um, you know what I could probably just do? I could just do that. There. I don't got to touch anything. I'll just move myself in OBS. Um, so let me let me do that. Let, let me just let me just get through these and let's just see how the reception is. Let's just see how the reception is because we get going on the conversation and I hate to stop and and uh, and and try and do these quick videos. Now, if you prefer shorter videos, these videos that I'm recording go over to a uh, they go over they go over to the shorts channel. That's why the logo changes. So we do make it pretty easy for you guys uh, to to consume this content in other. Uh, in other places. And so this one, I think, is either going to confuse, frustrate, or make people angry uh, about Battlefield 6 or Battlefield 2042 crossplay information has come out. Now, they launched a Q&A on their website. So if you're interested in Battlefield, there is a host of information on their website. Far too much for me to cover uh, in one video or in one sitting. So if you want more information on that, um, excuse me, if you want more information on that, you can get that on their uh, on their website. But this is about crossplay specifically uh, today. <clears throat> hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's about Battlefield 2042 crossplay details and why some people aren't too happy about them. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and then the bell button so you don't miss my daily uploads. This is not surprising to me given the differences between the versions of Battlefield, but some people are, are not too keen on the information coming uh, from Dyson EA about Battlefield's crossplay. So Eurogamer reported on this according to their report, Battlefield 2042 will feature crossplay between PC and console players with some limitations as well as opt-outs. PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X owners will be able to play together with the option to opt out of mixing PC and console groups if you choose. So clearly, this is something people bring up all the time. Every time there's crossplay is, do I have to play with people on PC? I don't want to play against PC. PC has more cheats. PC has mouse and keyboard. And there's just sort of a stigma about console having to play with PC. So they are giving you that opt out between the next gen consoles Xbox Series X, S, PS5, and PC. They can all play together, but you can totally opt out if you don't want to play against PC. Now, separately, PS4 and Xbox One console players will play together, but separate from the other platforms. This makes sense, considering last-gen platforms feature 64 players instead of 128 player matches. Now, people aren't happy about this. I could see they could have made allowances and been like, listen, if you are on a next-gen platform or console and you want to play with your buddy on PS4 or Xbox One, you can, but then you're going to be in the smaller games. You're going to be in the 64-player games. Obviously, you don't want to be dragging people on the old-gen up into games where there's 128 players. There's a reason for that. Stability, 
processing power and everything else would make it very difficult now more than likely there are server architectural differences between the 64 player servers and the 128 player servers and that's why you can't have cross-gen between next-gen and old-gen platforms this continues to magnify the debate about the fact that next-gen consoles aren't even really available right now and a lot of people are irritated about that and they're also irritated about the fact that like they just can't get the new stuff there's new games coming out, there's new updates coming out, and they can't take advantage of it, and now they can't even play with their buddies if their buddies are playing on an next-gen console. Now, the experience on PS4 and Xbox One, according to this report, should be fairly identical to the one found on the current-gen consoles, EA said in a new EA Answers blog post, including dynamic weather events and environmental hazards, but the playable area on maps will be different to cater for half as many people running around. Now, they talked about this in another report in an interview. The maps are not just going to automatically be bigger in Battlefield. They're not. They're going to use clustering to make sure people fight and stay together. So just because they're taking up to 128 players does not mean they just suddenly made the maps twice as big. According to this report from Eurogamer, Battlefield 2042 will also feature cross-progression across all platforms, as well as cross-commerce, meaning your purchases on PlayStation would also be accessible on PC, Xbox, uh, uh, as an example, if, if, you, if you play on all the platforms. Now, this is big news because you remember when Fortnite, that didn't happen, and Sony kind of had to allow cross-play, but then we found out later that Epic was paying for that. So the cross-progression and cross-commerce is a big win for players if you play on multiple platforms, so all your purchases, all things you've earned, unlocked, and put on your character goes with you regardless of the platform that you're playing on. So, good news overall, not too great for people who are still stuck on old gen and can't get their hands on a restock of a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. You're going to have to keep on waiting. Hopefully you can get it before the game launches later this year. As always, if you like these videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Okay. So that that's the info. Uh, that's the info on crossplay. The ability to opt out, I think, is obviously a big win for people that don't want to play against PC. Uh, and then, obviously, it's a big win for people that uh, that just want to be able to play with other players. But for the people on old gen, it's a bit of a bitter pill just continuing to be reminded uh, that they can't play with other players. They or they can't get certain features, or they can't get you know whatever. Um, so. Uh, let's loop. What do we want to loop here for Warzone? Um, welcome to Warzone. Free to play for everyone. Yeah, I guess we'll loop that. We'll loop that one. I like to loop trailers for these videos simply because it just gives us an opportunity to have something in the background. So, um... Thank you so much for everybody being here this morning. If you're enjoying the conversation, we're getting ready to go into Q&A after I'm done with the kind of the rapid news right now. So be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, smash the like button, and uh, we will. Uh, we are about to transition and have questions large on the screen, and that is something you can take advantage of as a paying member. And we're thinking about different creative ways to let anybody... Uh, submit a question, but continue to give those members that early access. It'll put a healthy amount of pressure oops, wrong scene. It'll put a healthy amount of pressure on members to actually submit questions early or get here early in the morning. Um, and, uh, and, and, and 
get your background is from yesterday oh in this scene yeah forget that ignore that I didn't update that we don't spend a lot of time in that scene anyway so I always forget to update it um so thanks Dragus uh Alright, this one is 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 good news. This one's good news. Activision shut down the creation of a cheat. Uh, a Call of Duty cheat got shut down, and I have an interesting theory about what's going on. Uh, we're going at 119. Alright, just slam these out here. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about Activision shutting down the development of a cheat that had a lot of people worried about their experience in games, especially on console. If you're watching this on my SNTR shorts channel, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on my daily uploads or head over to SNTR Presents where I do a live stream Monday through Friday. So, if you're unaware, there was information coming out about a cheat that was going to make world on console not so pleasant. Now, this doesn't mean cheating on console is gone, but this is good news in the war against cheating, especially console being one of the few safe havens that people felt like they could go to if they wanted to get away from cheaters. Games Radar reported on this. The maker of a Call of Duty Warzone cheat that uses machine learning technology has shut down. Now, this was first reported by Vice earlier this week. The maker of a cheat that was using machine learning to give players an unfair advantage in PvP shooters was shut down at the request. Here's the here's the quote from the cheat maker. At the request of Activision Publishing Incorporated, Activision, I will no longer be developing or providing access to software that could be used to exploit their games. My intent was never to do anything illegal. At the end of the video that was brought so much attention to this project, he stated it was coming soon. The software was never published. So this person is saying, listen, I didn't even publish it. I was talking about it. Now, the video got taken down. There were channels that got taken down. They tried to shut this down about as fast as they could. And now they reached out to the actual person making it and said, you better stop, okay? The maker of the cheat added that the software had other benefits like users being able to control the game by moving their body in front of a webcam. But because of the negative connotations and at the request of Activision, the cheat will never see the light of day. Now, I have a theory here that he was offered probably an amount of money and signed an NDA and he might be working with Activision now to both develop and assist with cheat detection as well as other in-game things that they could utilize since clearly this guy knew what he was doing. This feels a little quick and a little sudden and he's really playing nice. So they either could totally scare this guy legally because he he starts off the quote by saying my intent was never to do anything illegal. So it's possible they just hit him with a very, very strong legal warning and legal precedent threat or... I I don't know. I think they paid him. I think he has been paid an amount of money to not do it and maybe is now even as as a consult or in the employ of Activision under NDA to help them in this particular situation because cheating is a nightmare previous reports about cheating in call of duty has indicated they have they have banned over 500,000 accounts over half a million accounts have been banned and it is a massive massive problem more from the report here if you're unfamiliar with the situation surrounding this cheat it was first reported that machine learning cheat was being developed and the cheat would monitor and learn tactics from opposing players and evolve in real time to give the player unfair advantages, and it was going to enable people to do it on console. You were essentially going to run the cheat on a PC while playing on console. So, 
it's great that it was never released and it's it's never going to see the light of day however the worry now would be somebody else could take the idea and develop it and distribute it so this could turn into what we've called before cheat whack-a-mole every time you shut down one cheat another one's going to crop up shutting down a machine learning cheat might just make somebody else try to make one and it'll crop up in a month or two and then that that company will start selling it so if activision can get in front of it now by working with this guy and p- creating preventative measures, they may be able to continue to win, you know, some some land in this war against the cheaters, the cheat developers, and the people that continue to promote them on sites like YouTube. As always, if you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Okay, there you go. That's it. That's our. That's our. That's all of our news. That's all of our news. And we can start to do question and answer now. Um, let's get me let's get me full screen here, and get your question up. There we go. Oh, I got to change the rundown. Hang on, just a second. Uh, the rundown has got the wrong stuff up there. So the lead was about uh, Battlefield 2042 and their crossplay. Uh, and then the next one is we'll just put uh, we'll just put Call of Duty no we'll put COD Cheat uh, COD Cheats we'll put COD Cheats as the next one and then last but certainly not least uh, we got Halo Infinite we had the marking system uh, that they that they outlined so there you go so Barrier is asking for you guys to roll the likes over Get those likes rolled over. Get those questions submitted. And thank you so much, everybody, for being here this week. We have enjoyed the new format. We need 11 more likes for 300. If you're new uh, and you want to submit questions, hit the join button. Become a paying member. Five bucks a month. It gets you a badge. It gets you emotes. Uh, access to our Discord, extra extra chat rooms and stuff. And you can submit questions. And Nightbot throws it right on the screen. Okay? You can submit the questions, like, right in the YouTube chat. It's a really great feature. Um, and, and we are going to start using like the discord and memberships for other things. If you're really anticipating games like battlefield and halo infinite and all of that, like if we ever do community game nights or community events or play these games, that is one of the ways we do it. We use the discord and we use memberships as a way to kind of funnel all that together. So, uh, we are seeing some red badges in chat. So thank you so much for everybody keeping your subs here, keeping your memberships here for an entire year. Uh, seeing those red badges. Hopefully they add community servers which can help kick and ban cheaters from the servers. Yeah, I mean, community servers could certainly help. They, they could. They could certainly help. I don't think they're going to make a massive difference. Um, the, the issue is usually that they're, if you want to play a game like that, you, you need tons of people to play. And so a community server isn't going to necessarily uh, assist with that. So... Silent Warrior with the first question says, with cheating fairly common on PC, is it a good idea that for Battlefield 2042 or any game for that matter to add crossplay? And if they do, should it be opt-in only and not forced? <clears throat> well, obviously, he submitted this question before I did my little report. They are letting you opt out of playing against PC. So if you're going to be playing Battlefield 2042 and you want to and you want to do crossplay, your buddy's on PS5 and you're on the Series X, no problem. You can play together. And you're not going to be forced to play with PC users just because you blend your lobby Xbox to PS5, okay? So, playing against PC 
is something they are allowing people to opt out of. And I think it's more than just the cheating stigma. I think there's the stigma of like, I don't want to play a shooter against people on mouse and keyboard. Now, the next-gen consoles have native mouse and keyboard support, but it's unlikely you're going to run into tons of people doing that. And again, it's all about perception. If the public and community's perception is that playing against PC is not fair or annoying or whatever, or, or maybe they're also thinking about cheating, giving people the option to opt out of and not play against PC is probably a good move, right? People on PC know and have to understand at this point that this is a massive problem. This, this is an ongoing and massive problem that is continuing to affect games uh, and, and affect and affect people even wanting to play a game, you know. Um, I I actually wonder. Let, we should let's we, let's pull the chat right now. Um, cross play, uh, cross play, PC opt out or opt in. Which are you choosing? Right? Are you gonna opt in or are you gonna opt out? I'm actually curious. Because if you want to play, if you want to play with your buddies, you got to opt in if they're on PC. But if you want to avoid people on PC, or do you not care? Yeah, I'll opt in. I don't care. Cross-play with PC, all right? Dot, dot, dot. Opt out or opt in. Actually, let's change the phrasing. Opt in or opt out, because that's how I put it on 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 the actual thing. All right. All right, there's a new poll in chat. There's a new poll in chat. Are you going to choose opt-in or you choose an opt-out when you when you have the option to play with people on PC? That's the that's the poll question in chat right now. I think I know. <sighs> what in the world just happened? I must have had a got a hair in. Oh, that was awful. Uh, I think I know most people are going to say no, but I want to see by how much because a lot of people are going to be like, well, I don't care. I'll play against people on PC. You know. I'll, I'll waste them, dude. I don't care, you know? Opt-in for me, says Chesspain. I'm on PC, so fill uh, up my funnel of players. Telorin says, I'll opt-in because I'm PC and I need more cannon fodder. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. If you're on PC, you're like, yeah, I'll opt-in. Come on over. <laughs> Come on over. The water's fine, you know? All right. If you answer the poll in chat, let us know in chat why you voted the way that you did. So if you're new, maybe you've never been here before, vote in that poll and let us know. you got to be a subscriber uh, if you want to. Um, Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Barrier Wolf. Thank you very much. Um, mm -mm, uh, As you already know, we're aware of this issue, and the best course of action is to send us feedback as we use it to troubleshoot issues. Oh, that okay, cool. <laughs> so I I was trying to get assistance with an issue that we've been having on our on the YouTube channel, and I got all the way to their internal team, and they're like, "We're aware of the issue, so the best thing to do now is submit feedback. We use that to troubleshoot." So you didn't order any coffee? And a barrier wolf ordered some coffee. So thank you. Opt out. Thank you, cheaters. Says Lathos. Uh, Kaganeko says I play Destiny with controller on PC. I don't mind. Uh, I opt out. Says Ratchet because I mainly play PC. So when I get on PS5, I want to not find cheaters or PC players. 
Uh, Jin says no, but it depends. I have a friend that's in PC in Apex. Uh, Aaron Crab Aaron Crabtree says I switched to PC about a year ago. The majority of my friends are still on console, so I'm opting in. Draca says opt out. Cheaters and cost hassle of maintaining uh, a PC. I play on PC, says Mind the Ancient. I'll opt out due to faster matchmaking. Right. Right. Oh, I'll opt in due to faster matchmaking. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, the poll's a little bit more evenly split than I anticipated. I thought it was going to be heavily slanted toward opt out. So if you guys are here right now, you can hear my voice. Uh, You don't got to leave to do this. It's right in the YouTube chat. Are you going to opt in or opt out? Cross play with PC, right? I don't like coffee, but my wife loves this stuff. Barrier, has she had any Rageless Roast yet? People love Rageless Roast. It's so drinkable. It's really, really good. My dad liked it. We make it a bit stronger than he likes it, so he had to make it at his own, you know. My dad likes his coffee hot, but not particularly strong. He likes it so hot that, like, whenever I'm at his house and I pour the coffee, I have to let it sit for, like, a really, really long time. It's truly, it's like lava. It's, it's, it's horrible. What's the cost hassle of owning a PC? Well, I think what he's saying is, is right now, you know, if you buy a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X, you don't have to do anything with it for the next five, well, probably more, seven years or more, right? You don't have to do anything. If you buy a PC right now in two or three years, you might be like, oh, I need this. I need that. I need an update. I need to, I need to change that, update that, swap this out. You know what I mean? For a minute, I was like, Barrier has a wife. I mean, I, uh, yeah, but no, <laughs> uh, you know, not enough in here for two of us. That's right. That's right. Well, it's easy to tell the difference between them because one's a wolf, uh, and one's, and, and, and one's a bear. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was, that was, that was too easy. That was too easy. That, I'm, I, that was an easy one. Opt out says epic hit mark. I want to avoid cheaters as much as possible. My stepmom's the same. Coffee to burn the soul. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. Vengeance says I'm opting in. I play both Xbox and PC, but my wife plays on Xbox, so I got to play with her. You probably get asked this a lot, but um, you think you'll play Muck anytime soon? What is what is Muck? His wife's name is Pamela Henderson. That's right. Pam- Pamela Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alex says, I opt out just for the option to turn off sweat mode when my heart rate gets too high and to avoid cheating. I love ruining PC players' days, but casual stomping is needed too. Totally understand. Somebody opting out because of the cost of having a PC didn't read the question. Well, I think what he was saying is, I don't want to play against PC and I don't want to have a PC. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not actually... I don't, I don't know. Um, um, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad, creature. That's not bad at all. Is did you just take a weird screenshot, or are we leaving all that space on top and bottom as dead space? I do like that, though. I do like that. I wonder if they're gonna if they're gonna nail the if they're gonna nail the thumbnail for words on it again, though. I don't know. It's so 
it, it I, I really wish I really wish we keep being told that we qualify for like a partner manager so eventually we'll get one and then we could ask them these questions but like what the fr- <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying <laughs> like what in the world you know what in the world's going on yeah um are we allowed to do that or not you know what I'm saying like that's the big question about uh it needs some spacing I know I know but I guess that's the question. Uh, it's a multiplayer survival game. It's free on Steam. It was developed by a YouTuber. It could be fun to stream uh, with your friend who you played Sea of Thieves with. Oh, really? Multiplayer survival game. Okay. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. This week, there will be no hilly hijinks on Friday night. He's got family in town. So, I may still boot up and play something and have drinks with you guys. I don't know what we would play, though. I don't know if there's any game requests out there. Has anybody requested anything horribly painful for me to play while drinking? That might be a fun Friday night. I still want to, we're still going to do Friday night, but I'm not going to be playing with Hilly. So, the bomb dog says opt out. Controllers can never compete with mouse and keyboard as long as you have to take your thumb off the stick without paddles or buttons underneath. Right. Well, and I mean, I, you know, it's not even about that. It's not even about that. A lot of it's perception, the perception that you can't compete. I think you can in most cases. I think most players on PC, you know. You fired Hilly? No, he's going to have family in town and he won't be able to play. Fall Flat? No, no, I'm playing Fall Flat with him. I'm playing Fall Flat with him. Bring back Warzone, Modern Warfare Private Matches? I have no interest in going back to that. That did not go over well at all. (laughs) That did not go over well at all. First, we didn't have enough people for Warzone. Right? And then, so we go back, so we go to the other one to do private matches. Then we have too many people for private matches, so we go back to Warzone. And then the next week, nobody was there. I was like, I don't know what in the frick. What is going on? People still use controllers on PC. PC lobbies are a joke. The skill range is ridiculous. Not about that, though. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's about the perception. Cause there are plenty of people that play on PC that are dadgum potatoes. You know what I'm saying? They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not doing anything special. They're just playing on PC because that's where they like to play. It just needs to be an option. Let the players decide if they want it. Warzone on Xbox is a joke because you can't turn off crossplay with PC. Well, and yeah, a lot of cheating. Drinking alone is a problem. Hilly with his messed up priorities. What about my needs? Right. 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 A rad and AG say uh, ADJC reunion. Oh, I don't even know what we would play. I don't even know what we would play. Play Jump King again this Friday. We have some requests. Maybe we could just do one of the requests because um, uh, Ratchet wants more Ratchet and Clank. Sven wants Proteus, um, and then. Coyote wanted me to play more Demon Skin, and I was like, no, I'm vetoing that. I, you cannot request Demon Skin. That game was so, so ridiculous. Um, yeah. Apex Legends, because lobbies are hilarious. Either they're god players are just walking in circles and can't shoot the side of a barn. <laughs> the barrier to entry on PC is generally higher because it takes some serious cash to even get a viable PC. Right. Apex with Rad and ADJC. Well, that's the thing, though. Whenever we play a game like Apex, it just gets frustrating as the night goes on. Like, it's hard to continue to enjoy yourself in a game like that. Because it gets sweaty, you get killed, you're not playing, you're just watching. 
you need something more laid back. You know what I mean? Either I could play one of the requests that people have or or just, you know, or just play something for fun. Like play play something that we know will be painful. <laughs> like <laughs> drinking drinking with demon souls or drinking with dark souls. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> uh Apex Arenas or Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. These all sound like terrible ideas that will end in me being angry. You know what I mean? Drunk souls? Yeah, it wouldn't last very long. <laughs> it wouldn't last very long. Uh, SNDR presents Drink Skyrim or Dark Souls for sure. Apex does the weapon racks on World's Edge, and I think Call of Duty's talking about it. Huh. I'll take you with my squad for a night on 2K. I wouldn't even enjoy that, though. I, I, don't, I don't like sports games. All right, let's go to another question here. Old Soul submitted a question. Would a Warzone-style game mode benefit Halo Infinite PvP player base? This question feels like one you need to ask in January, right? Because the, the, there, there's a bigger question, I think, Old Soul, right? There's a bigger, bigger question. And the question is, are they even going to have a successful player base and launch? I think that they will, but they might not. Like, the game and the PvP and the feel of Halo, for all intents and purposes, could fall flat on its face. It could fall right on its face. So, I, I think that has to happen first. Now, January rolls around, you could, you could ask this question. So, let's presume that Halo launches in November and it's successful very strong player base lots of people playing now let's ask the question would a Warzone style game mode benefit Halo Infinite PvP player base I just don't know I really really just don't know because it there are things that could make it work let's talk about the things that could make it work right Big maps and big Halo battles with vehicles and stuff can be pretty dope. It can be. But I think some games can get stretched too thin. You know? I think some games can get stretched too thin. They can get to a point where it's like, this isn't working. This doesn't translate well into a hundred players or whatever the frick like it like some games it just doesn't translate well it's like this is not this isn't what i wanted to play this isn't working it 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 feels like the fights are too slow to have to travel this far there's a lot of things that could that could make of a, a a halo it let's just call it a halo battle royale a halo battle royale could honestly feel like an exercise in frustration because it might just take you too long to get where you're trying to go, right? <laughs> Any opinion on the rumored Halo Destiny crossover? If if the rumors and the leaks are true, it sounds like it's just a desperate attempt to get people to come back and play because um because they're always uh they're they're, they're always on the lookout for like how to get people to come back in. Right, I don't. I don't think. I don't necessarily think that they are. Uh, they're. They're gonna try and do anything in the month that Halo lands. 
But what I think they're going to do is try and recapture the people that 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 either walked away, took a break, or whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? Like in my mind, in my mind, they 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 know. Okay, Bungie knows that at least for the first month, the Crucible is going to take a hit from Halo Infinite. That's not me taking a cheap shot or being hyperbolic. Okay. Destiny's player base numbers went down when Red Dead Redemption 2 launched. All it takes is a big game launch, and a game like Destiny takes a hit. Why? Well, because people play it like a hobby. So they take a break when something new comes out. If Red Dead Redemption 2 can hurt the numbers in Destiny, well then, a free-to-play Halo Infinite multiplayer that's been long-awaited will certainly hurt their Crucible numbers. I I just think it will. And I think... If the rumor is true that Christmas is going to roll around, December is going to roll around, and they're going to sell this bundle with new maps and guns and stuff that are all inspired by Halo, that's just Bungie in an act of desperation trying to get people to like, hey, come back and play the Crucible. We've not done anything to it in many years. The most we've done to it is break it with Stasis in the last two years. Almost no updates, and you know, and everything they've done with Trials has 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 gone nowhere. I, trials at this point is just a lame duck. They just they killed that thing before it even launched. It was poorly put together. It was the logistics of it was stupid. And so, I, I don't know if I'm just reading the I'm just reading the cards as they are. It just looks desperate. It's like you know you're gonna lose players to Halo, so you can be like, we're doing a Halo crossover. I don't think they're working with three four three. Right? I don't think they're working with three four three. I don't think this is gonna be like a genuine partnership or crossover with Halo Infinite it's just going to be skins and cosmetics like what Dwayne is saying I think it'll just be like exotic ornaments that look like Halo stuff and maybe some maps that are inspired by classic Halo maps or something that's it I don't think that I don't even know if they're going to call it Halo anything it'll probably just be a very very strong like wink 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 you know what this is inspired by you know it does sound a bit off of Bungie's MO, but if it was true... Yeah, I mean, we'll know soon enough. It's not going to take that long to get to December. I'm just saying, if it's true, nah, that's just desperate. You just know you're going to lose players to, 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 to Halo, and you're going to try and get them to come back. I I just... I, Crucible, to me, is a... Conti- that I just feel like the Crucible's running on fumes. I don't think in two years you're going to have a healthy Crucible player base. I just don't think so. I think it's going to continue to self-cannibalize. And I think they pour gas on the fire with stuff like stasis. There's a reason that when I still covered the game, I theorized that PvP was on the way out because of how they treated it. They treat it like a stepchild. They ignore it. <coughs> it does. It gets table scraps. It gets table scraps. So, if, it, if the leaks are true, it would require collaboration with 343. Not necessarily... If the leaks are true, it would require collaboration with Microsoft on old Halo property that Microsoft probably owns the rights to and retains the rights to and would allow Bungie to use. I don't I don't know if they'd have to work with 343 to put some skins in the game or a map or two. You know what I'm saying? That would be something that they would probably broker and do with Microsoft and then, you know, we know Microsoft and Bungie get along. And Phil Spencer loves Destiny, so 
Instead of calling it Halo Inspired, they'll call it Hollow Inspired, right? Apparently, it's been 600 plus days since a new Crucible map and counting. Yeah, what leaks? Apparently, there's a leak that around Christmas, Rift Streamer, just me. Yeah, we just lost a bunch of viewers. Holy frick. It's not my end. I'm fine. Um. Yep, it's down. No, just you. Stream is bad for me. Stop for me. Stream rip. FFF. Yeah, everybody's putting Fs. Seems to be fine. I just went and I just went and watched it. That's great. That was a huge drop. Yeah, we were holding steady numbers and having a better day too. That's great. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, it's not my internet. My internet's fine. Yeah, audio and Discord never went down, so it's not my it's not my internet. It was something on YouTube's end. Um, so. That wasn't ingest? No, it wasn't ingest. If it's the ingest servers, my bitrate goes to zero, and then I reconnect to a new ingest server and I come back up. Um, that was not ingest servers. That was something on the actual website. You know? That was something on the actual website. Apparently around Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you saying about the leaks? There is a leak that sometime around Christmas, there will be some sort of a bundle that you'll be able to buy in Destiny that will come with maps, skins, and weapons inspired by Halo. That's the leak. That's the, that's the rumor. And, you know, you've been getting small blips this morning. Yeah, it's possible. That, listen, we've been kind of hard on YouTube. I've been privately very hard on them. I'm very frustrated that we were, we were given assurances that this year was going to be a big year for streaming, and it's freaking July. They've done virtually nothing for streaming. Um, it's been nothing but a, 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 an exercise in frustration to even understand how we're supposed to position live streams. <laughs> and uh, But I will say, I want to give YouTube credit to say, listen, they didn't force out a bunch of features like clips, sub-only chat, and in-chat polls because it can create instability. They just pushed out clipping to every channel that has a 1K subs or higher, and that's possibly causing issues on the front end of YouTube. So, I wonder if they do one-to-one versions of the maps. Yeah. We sure it was maps? I never read maps, just skins. Somebody came in this morning and said it would be four maps, skins, and two exotics or something like that. So, there's no way that happens. I give it a 5% chance. The only thing I could think is that they would do it and not call it Halo anything, but there would be clear maps, skins for guns, and ornamental armor that's clearly inspired by Halo. You know what I'm saying? Ignoring PvP for years and then releasing Halo-style maps as Halo releases is kind of pathetic. That's what I'm saying. If they do that, like, if they do that, that's what I'm saying. It's just desperate. That just seems desperate. It's like, oh no... Like, the last bastion of the 400-some-odd thousand players a day that play are, are going to, le- you know, a portion of them are going to leave. Um, and listen, to be fair, I, I, I just don't think anybody could argue with me right now and say that Bungie cares about Crucible in a large way. I think that they let the thing run like an old machine in the corner of a warehouse. They're just like, yeah... It still runs, so we just let it run. It keeps people... There are people that come in specifically for it. You know what I mean? 
Rumor Destiny 2 Halo crossover coming later this year. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a bunch of stuff about it. Yeah. So the PvP community wanted new maps and modes. <laughs> How about a few maps from Halo? Right, right, right. Yo, it's good Hellfire. Sometimes I feel Bungie actually wants the hardcore PvP players to leave. Those players want Crucible to be Halo, but Bungie doesn't want Halo, they want Destiny. Well, this is why I was surprised they brought back Trials. Because Trials brings with it the idea that come and play, come and sweat, and, and, and come and play, you know, come and come, come one, come all, hardcore sweats, you know, and, and ball. Like, it's a come and play, you know, I don't know. That's what it felt like to me. It was like, man. Why would you bring trials back? You don't seem to want the hardcore PvP crowd. You kind of seem to want them to leave. You know what I mean? Didn't Microsoft sign a partnership with Bungie not too long ago? So I guess it could happen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Come and cheat as well. That's right. Um, today's a sad day. The Chick-fil-A breakfast bagel sandwich is no longer on DoorDash. Yeah, they got rid of it, Sven. Uh, you must have just recently had to get rid of in your city in Louisville they got rid of the breakfast bagel sandwich like months ago my wife told me I was like you gotta be kidding me she's like yeah they shrunk the menu down it was because of it was because of everything that happened last year they just shrunk their uh, their breakfast menu down I was devastated I was like oh it's the best one I don't actually I don't almost never get it because my daughter has an egg allergy so I only get it when I'm I'm out on my own which is almost never so how funny would it be if they added capture the flag oh gosh yeah that'd be crazy I don't know if capture the flag would work in destiny I don't know if it would I feel like you need vehicles so they'd have to let you have your sparrows and stuff it'd have to be like one of those maps with have the sparrows and the vehicles on it you know (laughs) yo good morning cream of weed how are you welcome in Guys, thanks for being here. Sorry about the YouTube blips. Not under my control. If we could get about 60 more likes, though, if you haven't pressed like this morning, smash that thumbs up button. It helps out the video. Let's shoot for 400 likes. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, you can hit subscribe and talk in my live chat. Subscribing is free, and it supports the channel. If you want to submit questions and have them show up on the screen, that's something we're doing for members right now. We are looking into opening up Q&A to everybody. Uh, We may do that tomorrow as a bit of an experiment. We will see. Dauntless Gaming says, with the Battlefield crossplay announcement, do you think they learn from the crossplay issues with Outriders, or do we think the crossplay is the reason for the delay? Um, I, you know, this is this is something that I think a lot of people forget is that crossplay is actually really difficult between platforms because of just how how differently the platforms are and how they interact with servers and how they how they connect i mean it's not necessarily a problem with respect to like connectivity i think it's a, it's it's usually they have to build an in-game friend system basically so that you can go in and see people right you know can can you go in and see your friend whose name is you know zero blaster 111 and you try to, you know, you add them to your friends list and try to connect. Well, those social features are built within the game, essentially, and it can cause lots of issues. So, you know, if you remember, Outriders was limited by the oldest console in the group, 
Oh my, yes. I forgot about that. So if you guys didn't realize this, when I was playing Outriders on my PC or my Xbox Series X, load time was was instantaneous. Because I've got an SSD in the gaming rig and I got the obviously the SSD in the Xbox Series X. And if I played with somebody on an older console, I would just sit there on a loading screen. I'm like, what the frick is going on? And the one day, as soon as the guy left, my load times went back to being instantaneous. So my load time, like his load time became my load time. So it's like, so because you're on an old system, because you're on an old console, I get to have your outdated load time. And I'm not going to sit here. I'm not sitting here console shaming somebody like, or, or like old gen shaming somebody. It's like, dude, I, I bought this gaming system. I bought this upgrade so that I could get the newer, faster load times, you know, like what the, what, what's going on here? Um, so it, it was unfortunate. Now that's also a question is, is that going to mess with, you know, with battlefield crossplay? Well, thankfully we don't have to find out because you're not going to be able to, uh, you're not going to be able to, to play on uh, with, with folks on old gen. Now they're saying in the report that I read Dauntless, they said it's because the maps are actually different. So where you can go, where you can go on the map in the next gen and PC version of Battlefield, it's going to be bigger and more expanded because you're playing with more players. So same maps, different different uh, areas of, of, of traversal. Oh, thank you, Ant Quick. I appreciate that. Um, so the question would be, can can't what well why couldn't I just go play on the smaller versions of the maps? Like I want to play with my buddy. He's playing on smaller versions of the maps. I'm fine to go down and play on the 64 player versions of the maps. I'm fine with that, right? Well, you know, again, the the server architecture and the netcode might be completely different because those systems and and those consoles are different, you know. Um, so. I think YouTube should change the subscription terminology to match... Tw- uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it would be... Yeah, it would cause a lot of confusion because there's so many videos out that are like, hit subscribe and the bell button. Hit like, share, and subscribe. Like, hit subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Like, yeah, to suddenly change would be... Yeah. I actually think that was very intentional. Purple, Purple did that on purpose because that would be in people's lingo oh subscribe I should subscribe subscribing to a channel right and that costs money over there so yeah yeah I, I don't necessarily think cross play in this, in this regard is related to that at all um, so Lathos says if Halo is to compete with Call of Duty and Battlefield don't they need to modernize or risk failure simply due to lack of innovation even if it initially sells well at launch nostalgia only sells so much well and see this is where if you listen closely to like what Joseph Staten and everybody is saying in that uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer overview video that video it's very clear that they are they are trying to be as as conscientious of this as possible there are people that don't like Halo never played Halo or don't have a whole lot of interest in it and they're going to try it out for free and more than likely they're going to they're going to try to have things in there that as you're saying are are modernized you know 
that make the game feel newer and fresher and not so dated. But as soon as you do that, if you do too much of that, then you're going to lose the people that are there for Halo. They're going to be like, this isn't Halo. All you have to do is look at Call of Duty when Call of Duty tried to add, like, double jumping and wall running. What happened? Well, I think they thought, we're going to appeal to the new generation. We're going to appeal to the younger generation. The generation that's like, yeah, man, give me the... Give me the goods. Give me the... Give me the... Whatever whatever the case may be. Right? They, they're, they, they got a lot of flack for that. And then the whole community was like, give me boots on the ground, boots on the ground, boots on the ground. Everybody wanted to return to boots on the ground. And so... Even on paper, something that looks like, oh, this will appeal to the new audience, double jumping, wall running, whatever, well, you, you end up churning away your base. And and that could possibly happen with Halo, where they're like, this isn't Halo, man, it's some other thing. Now, the gameplay that I saw in the trailers, to me, looked like they straddled that line pretty well, you know? It, it looks like Halo, it plays like Halo, but they also have a lot of other things going on. With the grapple, with the vehicles, the gameplay speed seems to be, you know, a little bit quicker than traditional Halo. So, it, it, it is very possible that 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 is, that is sort of the, the the end result. The question is not whether or not they can pull it off, the question is whether or not people want it. Right? I think 343 is smart enough and they got enough people in the right positions to say, hey, we, uh, we, we, we've got a great product here. We got a great product here. We got a product that appeals to old and new. And here we go. All the market research indicates this is a good product for both longstanding fans of Halo and, uh, and new fans, right? And the question is, will the market support it are there going to be enough people that are like this is what i've always wanted or man this is new and fresh and then can they keep people coming back the same could be said for battlefield 2042 battlefield has been around for a long long time they're dialing in what made battlefield 4 so great big battles lots of vehicles more modern combat and the question is long term will the market continue to support it will people continue to log in and say this is battlefield this is good battlefield this is a good battlefield game and then there's gonna be people that are like oh it's new it's fresh i like this this is a good change of pace from warzone and battle royale and you know fortnite or apex that's always the question i don't think the question these days is can people make a good competitive shooter like the first time i played valorant i was like i actually think this is a really solid game this is really really special and the question was will the competitive market support it and and let it flourish and i think you look at the numbers and you have to conclude that yeah valorant has been extremely successful it was it was it was a shot in the dark can we make an Overwatch CSGO combo, and can we pull it off, right? And then Apex Legends launches arenas, and I'm like, oh, dude, arenas looks really special. I think arenas will be really popular. I think arenas will be the next big competitive push. It'll be like the next big esport. I think it has massive esport uh, esport potential. And because it doesn't have a ranked mode, it hasn't caught in the attention of the competitive players yet. 
I watched my nephew play it while I was over while I was up in Ohio and it was literally that's all it was was get to the high ground and, and shoot people that's all it was so Basito has a question about Halo how can Halo adapt to the current shooter market and industry standards I've never played a Halo game and I can't think of a way to keep such barebone shooter relevant well there's a handful of things that, that companies have been trying to get people to come back and play and I think the seasonal format is working two things have happened in recent years the rise of Battle Royale and the rise of seasonal format right those are the two things that have really taken off and I think seasonal formats taken off because it's predictable it it makes people say oh let me go check out the cool new stuff Uh, I think Fortnite heavily influenced the idea of seasonal content by saying with their battle pass and and the skins and the earning and the I mean you play mobile games now that have battle passes that look exactly like the one in Fortnite, and you you not you see it everywhere. You see it in Destiny. You see it in Apex. You see it in Call of Duty, and Halo has done battle passes in the Master Chief Collection. They've learned good lessons. They're minimizing FOMO. You can go back and earn old battle passes that maybe you didn't get a chance to get, or maybe you weren't playing at that time. But you know whatever, and. I think that's how you keep any shooter relevant is you give people a reason to come back and and get stuff. Like, when I played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, why did I keep playing? Well, you could prestige, you could roll it over, you could unlock this, you could unlock that, and it was just fun to play with my buddies, right? I mean, if people are going to keep on playing, that's always going to happen. That's always going to happen. There's always there's always going to be this 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 sense of like people just keep on playing for the sake of playing. But people also just get burned out. They're like, well, I don't want to play anymore. So how do you get them to come back? Right? Red badge. Yeah, you got a red badge. Savage Shark Bite. Like, if I would have been playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two or Modern Warfare Three or whatever, and if I'd have been playing that, and they. Um, they did like a season where I could come back and play a bunch of headquarters or whatever with my friends and then earn a bunch of cool stuff. I would have done that. It would have brought us all back. You know, I didn't like prestiging in Call of Duty because you lost all your stuff. And I liked having my attachments. I liked having my build because I just cared about winning. My buddies would prestige, man. They would prestige, 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 prestige. I ne- I didn't like doing it. I would usually prestige one time just so I didn't look like all the other people that refused to prestige. I would usually do it one time, and then after that, I never wanted to do it again because I hated starting over. I would get set up with my gun, my attachments, and my perks or whatever you called them. I forget what you called them back then. And I, I wouldn't want to lose them because you always start with bare bones. You start with nothing. Do you think Battlefield 6 will have an escape from Tarkov-like mode? I don't see why they would. I don't even know why you would... Why would you even think they would do that? Is there a leak or something? That seems really out of left field. That doesn't seem to fit with Battlefield at all. I don't I don't think so. Escape from Tarkov is, is its own animal. It's cut from its own cloth. I don't think a lot of other games are going to try and replicate that. Um, 
I really don't. I think I think in general, the best thing games like Battlefield and Halo can do is be the best versions of themselves because the the minute these games start to try to be something that they're not, that's when they that's when they lose their way. That's when they lose their way. That's when Call of Duty lost its way. How many indie titles have we played? Like we said this the other day, right? Biomutant is trying to be too many things at once. It's just trying to be too many things at once. And we were playing an indie title the other day, and we're like, this game just has too many elements to it. It doesn't have an identity. When you play a game with a very strong and centered identity, dude, I mean, Ori in the Blind Forest. You play Ori for an hour, and you're like, you just it has a feel, it has a it has a style. There's just there's an identity there that you can kind of like, it's memorable. If you went to play Battlefield and like, oh, we have an Escape from Tarkov like mode, it just starts to feel like Biomutant felt like gaming feature buffet. It was like they went to the buffet of gaming features and they're like, we'll take a little of this, a little of this, a little of this, a little of this, and you get back to the table. Now, my my wife and I went out to dinner with some friends the other night, and they brought out my meal, and it was this chicken peppers queso thing and there were plantains and rice and black beans right it's this complete it's this complete entree I order that because I know what I'm getting I'm like I know I like it it's good it's a complete entree right I'm not big on plantains the texture is kind of weird for me but if you just go to a buffet and you're just like let me throw some salad on here some mac and cheese some breadsticks, some spaghetti. First and foremost, you know, you know that the spaghetti and the mac and cheese isn't going to be that good. Why? Well, they're making it in bulk and it's sitting out under heat lamps. Like it's not, this isn't going to be like high bar gourmet spaghetti or, you know what I'm saying? There was a steak, uh, there was a steakhouse in town and their macaroni and cheese, it was like there was cracking and it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was like this is the greatest macaroni and cheese I've ever tasted. Well, why? It was a it was a proprietary recipe, uh, and it was amazing. They they you know, put all this love and special ingredients in it, right? Well, that <laughs> that's not the same as mac and cheese made in bulk for a buffet. So when a game does that, when a game is like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do um, we're gonna do a uh, you know a, a game like like I said like if if you if you do a buffet style with with like they, like they did with um, with Biomutant, it just ends up being like what this is just a bunch of nothing the game doesn't have an identity it doesn't have a soul. It just seems like you tried to borrow from all these other really, really successful games. And to be quite honest, it ends up not working. And the best thing I can give you as an example of a game that started to borrow from other games but did it in a good way would be Ori and the Will of the Wisps, right? Ori and the Will of the Wisps comes out and clearly, if you have played Hollow Knight, it has borrowed from Hollow Knight. 100%. There are direct features and NPC ideas and certain things in Ori and the Will of the Wisps 
that are direct borrows from Hollow Knight. No, no doubt about it. Not, not a doubt in my, not a doubt in my mind. Okay. So when you when you see that, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's it's clear, it's clear that they that they are uh, that they're trying to improve their game while adding other features. Now, the difference here is is that Ori had a base identity game to plug those things into, right? It had it had a base identity to plug those things into. It was like, okay, you this this can this can be plugged in here. This, this can be plugged in here, this can be plugged in there, this can be plugged in there. So, with with Battlefield 2042, if they were going to do something like an escape from Tarkov mode or something, somebody might say this. I'm going to be like, well, well, Lono, like, Battlefield has an identity. All they got to do is plug these elements in. There's another side of this coin. When you're a long-standing franchise and your identity is very concrete and very established, Call of Duty tries to put in double jumping and wall running, people rejected it. Why? It's too outside. It's too far outside of the established identity. I think Escape from Tarkov in Battlefield is exactly that. It would be it it wouldn't it wouldn't land, right? And, you know, in adapting adapting Halo to the current shooter market industry standards again I think they're in the same scenario as what I just said to people asking about like having a Tarkov mode in Battlefield Halo has to take the same attitude you need to ferociously protect your identity ferociously protect it if, if, if you don't if you don't then you're going to run the risk of people booting up the game and two things can happen. Two things can happen. If you don't ferociously protect your identity, you are going to end up with a game that your long-standing fans are like, this is stupid. And your your attempt to capture new fans, they're going to be like, nah, this isn't for me. This is not for me. I, I don't I don't like this. This is this is something it, it, it like with Bi- case in point with Biomutant, a lot of people rejected Biomutant for that reason. They were like, "I I don't get this, dude. I don't get this. This doesn't make any sense. Like, why would I bother playing this? It's so it doesn't make any. It, it, it's not a um, it's not a game that I even can sink my teeth into. The same thing would happen. The same thing would happen if you tried that. If you tried that with. Uh, with Halo or with Battlefield, the minute you start doing that, you don't appeal to your base because they're like, this is not the game that I fell in love with. And new people are like, this is not a game I can fall in love with. There's nothing here. You know? Look how people reacted to Sprint and Halo. Yeah, like, p- there, there are people that are probably always going to think that, like, that just has no place in Halo. Sprinting. Sprinting and aiming down sight. Your Halo purists are going to be like, no, no, we're not doing that, right? Ranked mode is coming next season for Apex, and I think you might have been watching the arenas map they brought back from the OG map, and that's the worst arenas map they've ever done so far. It's literally just get to the highest building and camp. Yeah, that's what my nephew was doing, and I was just like, I, I don't think this has a, a snowball's chance. It just, it, this is, this is, ter- this is terrible, you know? 
it was it, it was clear it was to me it was pretty clear that they 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 hadn't thought through um you know they hadn't thought it through you know ranked isn't saving arenas the only thing there this is something that apex is always going to struggle with okay the apex developers they want action over function they want action over function they don't care that the um they don't care that sound travels so far you're constantly in a third party fight they don't care why because action matters more than function like to them it's more important that there's lots of action going on they don't care that players are like dude i'm so sick of the third party in in apex they're like no that's that's part of the game right and so arenas with the shrinking with the shrinking circle and trying to funnel people together why they don't want it to feel like a slow-paced tactical shooter valorant and CS:GO can have really, really low lulls and slow portions of the game where everybody's just kind of standing around, and then all of a sudden everything happens in an instant, right? Well, they don't want that. They want it to be fast. They want action over function. And so, it, I, I just don't think it's. I don't. I don't think arenas has a chance unless they really are smart about map design to allow for it to dial back just a little bit in the action and the speed. But that's the problem. Apex developers want action over function. It matters way more to them. They don't care that a tactical shooter with econ influence isn't really having an influence. You know what I mean? Sven says all the other maps are great and smartly designed. I'm just wondering if they even, do they flow, do you feel like they flow like a tactical shooter, Sven, or do they flow like an action game? Like just fast, fast paced, quick rounds, you know? Skulltown was one of the fan favorites from King's Canyon's OG map, and it made for terrible arenas map, but everyone just loved being back at that point of interest. Right. Yeah, I remember I, it was... It, it, similar things happened in Fortnite. Certain points of interest, you know, started to get really, really popular. Especially, it was... Um, uh, what was it called? Towers. Tilted Towers. Yeah. Was like the hot point of interest when they brought it. Tilted Towers ruined Fortnite's pacing permanently. It just ruined it. 30 to 40 people would drop and die, and then there was nobody to fight. And then so many things happened to Fortnite that led to all the turtling, it led to all the fight extension, it led to all the third partying, because fights take too long, and so that's why you get third partied. Because you're trying to bust some guy out of a box who's just turtling with auto-building, and burning through his materials and you're burning through your ammo not to mention you're desperate for a fight not to mention you're desperate for a fight because you everybody died in tilted towers right they basically turned Fortnite into into like a low key team deathmatch game for lots of people just they, that's what they do that all they do is squad fill, go to places like Tilted Towers, get a couple kills, and go back to the lobby. Yo, it's good, Demetrius. They don't they don't care about the the art and the and the and the skill and the and the strategy of a battle royale. They don't care about that. You know, it doesn't matter to them. That's not important to them. The, all they care about is dropping, getting a couple kills, and getting out. That's why they added the bots, so you can drop. You drop. And then you get some kills, and then you leave. Like that's basically it. That's the game, right? 
that's the game that's that's it there's there's not there's not much else you know um so you know if if they're if they're ever if they're ever gonna get fortnite back to a better pace i you know i just i don't think it i don't think they number one i don't i don't they can (laughs) i don't know if they can i really really don't um so Yo, what's good? Uh, oh, I already said that's good. Bots ruined Fortnite. Yeah, they did. All that matters to Fortnite, all that matters to Epic with Fortnite is keeping people logging back in because that's where all the money is. You got to get those repeat players. The kids on mobile, the kids on Switch. You got to get them to log back in and and feel like they're they're getting their, you know, they're getting their fill. And that's essentially what the game's designed around now. Um, it's designed around people feeling like. Well, you know, I got my fill. I got my fill, so I'm going to get to, you know, go back to the lobby and be proud of the fact that I got three or four kills. Now, no one's going to mention the fact that those three or four kills are enemies that ran on a straight line and didn't do anything but build a ramp. You know, like there's like this auto-firing auto thing where they just like, they walk forward on a straight line, build a ramp, build a wall, and then you kill them really easily. Like, no one's going to talk about that. Why? Well, they don't care. They're getting kills. And you got to remember, getting those kills and landing in those different areas and stuff, Fortnite has like the daily challenges and like the, the, the seasonal stuff you can work on. So. Well, the, the, the poll in chat, 300 votes. It's a 50-50 split. Cross-play with PC. Opt-in, opt-out. <laughs> it's a 50-50, dude. 300 votes. That's a lot of votes. If you haven't voted in the poll yet, be sure to do that. If you haven't smashed like yet, consider smashing like. It helps out the video. We might roll over to 400 likes earlier in the stream than normal. Let's hit that nice milestone here while I take a a brief second to step away. We'll come back. We'll continue the questions. Uh, If you've got questions about any of the topics today or gaming topics in general, use the question command in chat. Make sure you're subscribed as well. Subscribing is free. And we do this stream Monday through Friday. It's basically like background radio. It's like gaming radio. I am a safe for work broadcaster. A lot of people throw me on and just listen throughout the week. We thank you to all the lurkers that are here. Uh, If you want to chime in lurkers, we always love to see your presence in the chat. And I'll be right back. You might see some ads when I step away. Uh, We don't run a lot of ads. And that's one of the reasons we ask people to become members. Subscribing is free, but clicking the join button uh, costs five bucks a month. It gets you emotes, a badge and the access to the Discord and the Q&A. And uh, you see some red badges in chat. Those are people that have been paying for membership for a year. So thank you to all the people with your red badges. All right, I'll be right back.
Alright, we're back. We're back. Oof. M. Air says, For any shooter, I'm not going to lobby with mouse and keyboard players. You can pull off crazy stuff that we just can't do with a controller. Yeah, and I we, we were we were discussing that a little bit earlier. Um in general, that perception I think is a is it holds true. There's a lot of people that they just they have zero interest in uh in 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 even being in a uh a lobby with people like that. They just don't want to. Um, so it's understandable. I mean, if, especially a lot of this has to do with like, if you watch people, um, play those games, you know, especially if you watch like YouTubers and stuff, you see it. You're like, oh my gosh, they can do stuff I can't do. You know, um, that's going to, that's going to be affecting it. You know, Netflix going to be doing games. Yeah. I wish... I should start making videos. I should start making videos of my predictions so I could like, I'd like be like, hey, this video aged really, really well. <laughs> I forget when I said that. It's been a while. Uh, it's It's been a while. Um, it's like, I just, I, I feel like Netflix has a lot of potential to step into the gaming market. Um, did we make a video about the Netflix thing? Oh, did we? I'm trying to think. Hang on. SNTR videos. Search. Netflix. Netflix once into gaming. A month ago. Yeah. So yeah, we did. We did talk about it. That was because of a report, though. I said before we were even on YouTube, streaming on YouTube, I said that I thought they were going to get into gaming. I think my theory started started forming around the time there were rumors that they had been talking to Doc Disrespect. I was like, "Oh, I bet you they're going to, you know, they could they could do something, you know, with streamers and with talk shows and game shows and stuff about games." Um, I always I always thought there was there was potential there. Um, so Um yeah, Radio Visera, that indie title I played the other day, has got a 59% on Steam, so its its rating is not doing all that well. Uh, I've been trying to periodically go back to the Steam database and just see, is there anything that, like, sparked up and has gotten a lot of support and also has gotten really, really good reviews? Uh, just to periodically look to see if there's good... If there's good indie games worth, worth circling back to. Um... It looks like Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin is, is doing well. Uh, a lot of people paying attention to it, following it. Uh, and uh, Swords of Legends Online seems to be doing okay. 30,000 followers on Steam, 71% rating. Um, Black Skylands, like a top-down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a good way to look at like the last seven days of games that have come out. Uh, there's a... AD 2047 Cyberpunk Cinematic VR game that's doing very well. Uh, Eastern Exorcist RPG Adventure Side Scroller. Oh, hey, that's doing really well. And it look the art style looks really, really cool. 23,000 followers and an 81%. That could be a good indie title for the gaming channel just to try to, you know, if we if we feel like looping back on anything. Um, 
I'm gonna throw that one in the uh, in the Discord, in the new games on Discord, just in case if we if we need anything for uh, one hour indies. That one looks like it might actually be pretty good. Imagine Netflix does more than that. What if they actually try to start streaming a site like Twitch? Oh my gosh. Oh, dude. We would put a show over there. I would. I would put a show over there. I would take one of my ideas and just start doing it over there. Put repeat theater over there. (laughs) Bring repeat theater out of retirement. You know what I mean? There's crazy stuff you can do on mouse and keyboard versus controller. Plenty of vids online showcasing it. Whether it happens all the time is irrelevant. It's the point that it can happen that people don't like. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That is the perception. That it can happen. And I understand people being like, yeah, I don't want to play against that. It totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Let's go to the next question here. Uh, Arch Enigma. In Halo, do you feel like the mark system will play the best into competitive play? With a slightly longer TTK, it feels like it could be a way to center your team around a fight better. Well, yeah, for teams especially, teams as in team shotting. Like, whenever whenever somebody says, hey, good teams, good teams, um, you know, that becomes that becomes a, you know, a, a common thing in, in games like that. You know, if it, um, if if you can get good teams on somebody and, and being able to mark, being able to mark a, a player, especially when they're, when they're, when they're isolated can really, really help with that. Um, it also can be good for vehicles and weapons. Just like just, just letting your, your team know where there are, uh, there's stuff they can use. You know, I, that's, I actually really liked it in apex when we did it. I mean, obviously, you know, people at Mozambique here, Mozambique here, like as a joke, but you, you can really, really, I think, start to smooth out the, hey, I need something, or hey, I need this, and that's in a BR. Now, in a game like Halo Infinite, more arena style, you know, how often is somebody going to be running around being like, I don't have a gun, or I don't have ammo, you know, probably not, but to quickly call out enemy locations, or locations of guns and vehicles, it'll... It'll probably be pretty nice. Now, in competitive play, competitive play, you can't really beat voice communication in competitive play. You know? Being able to to call out the enemy location or what an enemy's doing, more than likely, you're you're doing that through a microphone. Right? I don't don't necessarily think you're... that you're you're going to be doing a lot of... in competitive play, using the marking system. I wouldn't think. My prediction is that this is the last generation of consoles just got more feasible. Yeah, I don't think so. No. For this to be the last generation of consoles, you would have to... Number one, um, Sony has the most ridiculous saturation in the market right now with with the PS4. PS5 is the fastest selling console in US history. And the Nintendo Switch is one of the most saturated consoles in the market as well. So you're talking about both Nintendo and Sony in 10 years being like, let's not make another one. I don't think the PS5 or whatever they end up doing, like if they do like a Nintendo Switch Pro, I don't think either of those consoles is strong enough for them to not continue to make consoles in 10 years. It's too interwoven into their business. 
Nintendo loves to sell hardware. I mean, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch Lite, Nintendo Switch uh, OLED. The Pro is apparently still actually coming. Um, so I, I actually think consoles are are here for the long haul because you have such big businesses that are doing so well at selling them and getting them into the market. Um, I can't see them going away. Now, I could see Microsoft becoming less and less interested in designing really, really strong consoles, and they could just maybe just periodically push out gaming boxes where it's essentially a PC and a console. I could see Microsoft doing that. I could see in in seven or eight years, Microsoft being like, we don't really make what we consider to be consoles anymore. We make gaming systems that can you, you can use as an entertainment system, as a gaming system, and as a PC. Like that would be the 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 I would see Microsoft going that route. That would still essentially be a console, right? Um, yeah, I don't think because I think another thing that Eugene's saying is huge. If you think that you know cloud-based gaming is going to take over and there'll be no need for consoles anymore. Too many games are PvP, and I don't think cloud-based gaming will ever deliver what people want from PvP, you know? A gaming box isn't a gaming machine, though. I don't understand how you could type that sentence and and, and expect me to take it serious. <laughs> a gaming box isn't a gaming machine. What? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yes, it is. It's a gaming box. It's a machine. It's, it's, it's That's what the Xbox is right now. If you think about it, if you get a mouse and keyboard, if you get a mouse and keyboard for your Xbox Series X, you could treat it like a PC. Web browser, Netflix, apps, games, streaming, television. It's everything. I could literally use my Xbox. The only thing my Xbox can't do is like, what, like maybe hook up to a printer? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If I got a mouse and keyboard for my Series X, it's like a quasi little PC if you treat it right. If you install a browser on that thing, what what, what else are you using a PC for right now? Like li- really break down what you're what you're what you're thinking through here and process it. What do you what do you do on a PC that's so dramatically different than what you can do on a console right now? What? Browse the internet. That's it. And and apps, apps and apps like applications like Microsoft Office and and work, right? If you're doing work related stuff, sure. Microsoft Office and work related stuff, printing, all of that. But garden variety consumer, right now, what are they using a PC for? The internet, and then gaming. And then, if you go beyond internet and gaming, you're going to get into work-related things like Office, PowerPoint, Excel, etc. And a lot of the times, they can buy a work laptop for that, or 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 whatever. So the point that I'm making is, is that right now Microsoft's already blurred the line to a certain degree. If you look at the operating system, especially with Windows 11 coming, I would say that Microsoft has already got their plans to start treating and positioning the Xbox Series X as essentially a PC. Like, if you buy this, here's all the things you can do with it. If they put Windows 11 on it, who's to say you won't be able to get Microsoft Office for your Xbox Series X and use a mouse and keyboard? You don't need a PC. It's all right there. 
make it make it make it work with a printer and you're done i mean there's usb ports on it it might work with a printer i don't freaking know imagine excel with a controller i'd burn down the city and start a new life somewhere else i use an integrated software suite that compiles hundreds of thousands of accounting transactions daily xbox would not have the hardware to support this well but you're getting niche i'm talking about the market i'm talking about the 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 the, the, the average user right the average user I could see Sony developing TVs with built-in consoles. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take out the processing power from a console and have it on the cloud side, and all you have is a box. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that cloud isn't going to have an influence on the market, but I don't think the influence is going to be strong enough to eliminate consoles altogether. I don't think so. No. I think people like having it. I think people like seeing it. I think the processing power and the, again, the the popularity of PvP games. They're the most played games in the world. And I think latency from cloud is always going to be a challenge of cloud being a cloud-based gaming being strong enough to shove consoles off the table. I just don't think so. The heat inside a TV with a built-in PS5 at 6 level would just be too much. Yeah, TVs already generate a lot of heat as it is. It's a giant lit-up screen. I mean, LEDs don't generate much heat, but still, a television already on its own generates a certain amount of heat because it's got, you know, PC parts inside that they heat up when they're running. I don't know. I think cloud-based gaming, this is is, is how I want to frame it. I think cloud-based gaming is going to be like mobile gaming on a switch there will be people that absolutely love it and there'll be people that like i just prefer a box and a tv you know i just prefer a box and a tv it's kind of like there were people that thought 3d televisions were going to take over and again the problem is experientially people might be like i don't really like that and if cloud-based gaming still still requires that super fast internet connection and you deal with latency frame drops or anything else people are going to be like dude I just want to go back to having a console in my living room you know what I mean speaking of TVs have you lifted off to the moon <laughs> uh, it's great it's really great it's been it's 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 beautiful we watch um we you know we watch all Loki we've been watching Lost Oh, it's beautiful. Especially you get some really great shots of the island and Lost and all the the greens and the water. Oh, yeah. It's nice. It's a good TV show to kind of like show off the power and the beauty of that TV. It's a good TV show for it. It is. Um, so. Uh, let me see here. Man, we are just getting crap kicked out of uh, the percentage of people with internet capable of mediocre cloud experiences is just too low. Yeah, yeah. My opinion on Loki. No spoilers, and please do not start discussing it in chat. It's too close to the end. It like it just finished, right? I loved it. I really, really did. I am I am not picky when it comes to Marvel. If the characters if the characters are good, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I thought it was excellent. Uh, I understand why there are people that are like not liking the ending, but I thought it was totally fine. So, and and this is not a spoiler that they have confirmed a second season. So I'm I thought that they I thought they set it up really well for for 
another season. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I loved every minute of it. I didn't. I didn't really have any problems. So, Eugene says mouth shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eugene's gonna say it was completely unnecessary. There was no point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't agree. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> uh, so. Not picky. Can we talk about Iron Fist? Because I'm super picky. Oh, I heard Iron Fist was bad. We never even started it. Yeah. Uh, Dracus Pander with a question. You've historically cautioned against a game moving too far from its identity. Uh, taking all the differences Halo has introduced, are they in danger of doing just that? I don't think so. I've not seen anything. You know? I've not seen anything that makes me think they're getting too far from their identity. If anything, I think they're in danger of staying too close to their identity and not appealing to people that it, and 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 they have to do this. If they they if it stays Halo, there's going to be people that are just like I just don't like Halo. There'll be people that play for an afternoon and they're like, "Nah, I just don't like Halo. Eh, time to kill's too slow, movement, weapons, whatever, you know." Uh they confirmed a second season. Yeah, that was the post credits. There's, there's no real, there's no post credits other than that. There's a second season. That's it. Um, so, mm. Lono, do you think you'll be covering anything from Riot as some of their new games come out in the future? I mean, I have ideas on how to bring back split screen and other other types of content like that. We just we're right now what we're trying to do is establish a base show that's kind of what we're attempting to do like you know what to expect Monday through Friday and we're kind of stripped down right now to just our core audience because YouTube punished us for taking a break and for changing things with title and we're climbing out of that pit both yesterday and today things look better but we're we are still in jail right but the core audience support has been amazing this week. So we want to give that core audience like a base show. So Monday through Friday, you know exactly what to expect when you show up here in the morning. It's just that the topics are changing, right? And then as we, as games like Halo Infinite come out and other games and stuff, I've got ideas of content we can create and things we can do with the community that could be really, really fun. Yeah, Ryan with the year one badge. Nice red badge, dude. Congrats and thank you for that year-long support. Savage Sharkbite with 10 spot. Just got the grill and need a reminder on reverse sear process. Keep it up, bro. Okay, you need an electric thermometer that can, like, go into the steak when it's in the oven. You need a cast iron skillet and you need a like one of those laser beam thermometers now if you don't have everything I just listed there's other ways to approach this so the general principle of a reverse sear is you get your ribeye and you get a like a, a one of those cookie trays that has a rack so like the, the, the steak is above the cookie tray it's on the rack you rack it in the fridge overnight 6 to 12 hours after you have salted it with kosher salt so liberally kosher salt the the steak and you rack it in the in the fridge overnight six to twelve hours this is uh tenderizing the meat and giving it giving it good flavor it's the salts like getting soaked in 
get the steak out, get it to room temperature, shove that uh, thermometer in, electric, you know, electric, so like it can be outside of the of the stove, and set your stove to 200 degrees, and you want the steak internal to hit like a 118 to 120. I go for 118 because I like to sear it for a pretty long time, so it's going to cook. It continues to cook after you pull it out. So I pull it out at 118, and the internal of the steak hits about a 119. I've considered backing it down to 117 internal, right? Then, once you take it out, this is the most important part, okay? Wrap steak while in fridge? No. Open air, racked in fridge with salt on it. The most important part... It's easy to remember 200 degrees, 120 internal. Again, I shoot for like a 118. I think I'm going to shoot for 117 internal next time. That's easy to remember. You pull it out when the little alarm goes off. Hey, the internal temperature of the steak is like 118, 120. Once you take it out, do not take the thermometer out for 10 minutes. If you do, all the juices are going to come pouring out of the steak. Once it's out and it's racked and it's sitting there for 10 minutes cooling down basically and you're leaving the thermometer in now you gotta get your cast iron skillet red hot I put mine on the grill it's like my cast iron skillet's literally in the grill and it gets to about 600 degrees I use my little laser to figure that out and then I do one minute per side now some people do 45 seconds per side I do a minute because I want it to be really charred and that's why I take it out a little bit early I take it out like 118 I'm gonna start taking out I think a 117 right you got to get it nice and good so the sear doesn't overcook. That's why I'm going to start pulling out at 117. I like to sear it a minute per side. If you're pulling it out at 120, right, then you better sear that thing for 40 seconds a side. Be very quick because if not, it's going to it's not going to be the right the right consistency in the uh, in the in the internal of it. It's going to it's going to be over. It's not going to be overdone. It's going to be medium instead of medium rare. I prefer it to be a little bit more pink than I've been getting recently. And I think it's because I'm putting, I'm doing a minute per side. So. Lodo definitely looks like a guy that can handle his meat. Yeah, yeah. I make, a, I make good burgers too. <clears throat> Ever try a mayo sear? It sounds gross, but it works awesome. No, I've never tried that. what video games are coming out in October there's actually a lot in October uh, October is um, Battlefield October we just looked me and Creature just looked at this last night uh, video games August 21 and it took me to the game and Game Informer's got a really good article with like all of them it doesn't want to work right now. There it goes. Yeah, October's got a lot in it. Uh, October has Super Monkey Ball, Far Cry 6, Metroid Dread, Back for Blood, Demon Slayer, Battlefield, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Mario Party Superstars, and then A New Age of Empires. So, yeah. Oh, and FIFA 22. Yeah, October's pretty, pretty, pretty jam-packed full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, September is really full too. I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, medium. When does September pick up? September picks up with 
Uh, in the middle. Okay. We're looking at maybe taking a trip in September. We might have to take it, like, that first week, like, go early. So that as soon as all the games start launching when I get back. Because September's got Deathloop. It's got uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. It's got <coughs> Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, it's got... Uh, I think that's basically those are the big ones for September. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna want to get back in town before all that stuff starts hitting. Um, so Christopher Judge, the voice for Kratos, will voice T'Challa in the Wakanda Adventures expansion. Oh really? Hmm. That'll be good. He's got a good voice. He's got a very good voice. Suvide is a great tool, super tender. I throw butter and rosemary. Yeah, I never know how to say it either. Like what Suvides? I think that's how you say it. Or Suvide, Suvide. I I can never say it right. I always forget. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people use that method because it's just it's out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Um, I just uh, I just looked and he saved the reverse seer on his IG stories. Yeah, I have an Instagram story about how to reverse seer as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suvid, you mean Christopher Judge of Stargate? Also, Jason Momoa of Stargate. <laughs> uh, what? Jason Momoa of Stargate fame? Jason Momoa was in Stargate. So, Sue B? You seriously having another go with Cyberpunk today? Yeah, everybody tells me I need to give it more time. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it more time. (laughs) I'll give it more time. Fine. (laughs) Jason Momoa played Ronan Dex in Stargate Atlantis. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hey, Lono, you should do some Sea of Thieves and have a group members to do a dungeon delving and fighting off other players. No, I, 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 I've said this many times. I don't think Sea of Thieves is good enough to put up with all of that. I don't. I think Sea of Thieves is mediocre. Great game. Sailing in that game is, is, is unmatched, right? But that's all it has. That's all it has. Like, it it's not it just isn't good enough. See if Thieves is not good enough to put up with all that to put all that uh all that garbage. It just is so frustrating. I don't know. Like, it's mediocre. If you would just let me sail and earn stuff and leave me the frick alone, I'd play Sea of Thieves on a regular basis. But the last three times I played it, I didn't get any progress on what I was working on because I had other players ruin three of the experiences and then the fourth experience the island lit our boat on fire after an hour and a half to two hours of work and I was like I'm, I'm not I can't do this anymore I cannot play a game that actively works against me enjoying it I, I just freaking can't no I didn't even go back and finish the Sea of Thieves uh, Pirates Life stuff the Disney stuff I didn't even go back and finish it I just I don't know 
they I just I feel like Sea of Thieves actively works against you enjoying the game. It just it, everything about it is is set up to make it incredibly slow and hard to get anything accomplished and I just I have no interest in playing a game like that. It's this is what it feels like. Sea of Thieves feels like a really bad album that has like one or two good songs on it. I'm not going to listen to that album. I'm not. It's if, if the only way to listen to those one or two good songs is to listen to the entire album, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to suffer through seven or eight bad songs to listen to two good songs. I'm not. And that's what Sea of Thieves feels like. Sea of Thieves feels like one or two good play sessions in the midst of just a bunch of other just incredibly frustrating play sessions. Fun times with drinks and buds. I mean, I could see periodically booting up with some buddies and having some drinks and some laughs, but even that turns to frustration. There's a tipping point where you have so many drinks and you're like, somebody messes with you and ruins your night, and then that's all you remember. You're just grumpy. You know what I mean? It's, come on, leave me alone. Like, that's what—that's always what I end up feel like I'm saying. Just leave me alone. My son plays Sea of Thieves with a bunch of friends, and he admits that most of the game is just running, is ruining other people's enjoyment. Well, I tried. I don't know, 80, 80. I don't know. I, I liked playing with you and Rad. I just, I don't, we, did, we didn't play that. We didn't play Sea of Thieves. I liked playing with you and Rad. I do. I missed you guys. I thought, you know, some of the Warzone nights were really, really fun. But it just, it's, it's too difficult usually to have games like that flow as well. Like what, what we've been doing with Hilly has been, has been exactly what I wanted out of, out of like a Friday night thing. But, you know, there's room for periodically doing games like that where like we pull in some other folks. You know, Among Us also turned into a lot of frustration for me. I just, I never got to be, I, I was getting killed too fast. I never got to be imposter. When I was imposter, I'd get killed right away. You know. My three-year-old nephew just learned, leave me alone. It's hilarious and annoying in equal measure. <laughs> See if these is like Nickelback. Few good songs, but everything else is ear damage. What about the Viking game that's coming out? Yeah, Tribes of Midgard could be really fun with a group. It could. But it's ten. That's so many people. When we would do those Among Us nights, I don't know. It's just so many people on microphones. It's, it's, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Tribes of Midgard, 10 people? What the frick? You know what I mean? Deep Rock Galactic is great for group play. Yeah, I remember that game. It's, I didn't like it that much. What about Halo Master Chief Collection? Custom games? I We're going to do stuff when Halo Infinite comes out, but I don't have any interest in doing custom games in, in Master Chief. Not right now. They were trying to get something going in the Discord, and it it's like pulling teeth, man. You know, it's, oh, it's up to 10, so you could do four. Yeah. Among Us is now up to 15. As soon as you get beyond me plus three, it's too many. It's just too many voices. It doesn't work. You end up stepping on each other's toes. Some people just feel like they have to be quiet the whole night. So I I just, I don't know. We tried it with, it's infuriating to try to do anything like that at that scale. Like trying to do Master Chief Collection custom games. Oh, come on. Come on. Like, we try... Warzone is free, and we couldn't get enough people for private Warzone matches, right? Now, give us a year to grow the channel, get more people here, and and maybe we could start to do something like that again, but... And Halo Infinite may be a big enough and popular enough game to, like, fill the funnel, 
Maybe. We're hoping. Right? And those games are also smaller. Like, th- I'm thinking of, like, doing some fun stuff with you guys, and, like, shoutcasting you and, like, bringing back split screen. Well, we don't need, we only need, you know, well, if 50 people show up and 20 people want to play, well, we're good. That's more than enough. You know? We need online rock band Guitar Hero Karaoke, but I don't know how you deal with the lag. Timing is important. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have 15 people who are down for a Master Chief community night, but trying to find the night to do it is going to be difficult. This this is one of the reasons we moved away from anything time-sensitive, Soul. It was so frustrating. Anytime we had a perk that was time-sensitive... One week we'd have too many people, the next week we wouldn't have enough. Why? Because people have normal lives. You know? They have normal lives. So, like, the fact that, like, Hilly can set aside Friday night every night for me, I was like, we're doing it. Like, out of sight, out of mind. I show up, we play a game, we laugh, end of story. Right? So that's the biggest problem. I remember when Creature and I were writing the, uh, the perks for the network packages we had two standards it needs to be personal and it can't be time sensitive that's why Q&A not only being at the end of the stream we're trying to create a Q&A perk that's that's not time sensitive that's why I'm thinking like I could do a members only video at night and say hey here's your inside scoop members here's what we're talking about tomorrow I'll give you the cliffs notes so you know here's here's a brief summary of what my videos are going to be about tomorrow right Get your questions in the Discord. Show up right when the stream starts. Get your questions submitted. Boom. Those videos won't get a ton of views. That's okay. We only have like 750 members now. We, we dropped out of the 800s. And so, you know, that'd be a way to make Q&A more of like, a, oh, I can submit questions early. And then when we get about an hour and a half into the stream, I could open Q&A up to everybody. Now, we might not get to your question if you're not a member because there could be so such a backlog of questions you might be like, well, I need to become a member to cash in on that perk, on that benefit. You know what I mean? So, anything that's time-sensitive, it's such a challenge. You need massive volume. And we don't have that right now. We do not have volume right now. We have the opposite of volume. We have... We have... Everything is, everything is shrinking. Everything is going down. Time of year, maybe. Drought, maybe. Lono took a, Lono took a break, maybe. You know, maybe people are getting, maybe people just don't like variety. They're like, yeah, I was just hoping he would eventually go back to Destiny. I don't know, but we're, we're in a, we're in a total, we're in a total like downward trajectory right now. We don't, we do not have the volume for, for anything like that. Discord just completely in the last couple of months has gone way, way down. It's, 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 there's about a hundred people who periodically poke their head in there and say anything throughout the throughout the week and that's just not enough people to do any any sort of a community event with you know what i mean and what fuzzy's saying life's going back to normal people are going back to work you know so we're just we're not we're not getting that we're not getting that easy peasy everyone's here all day you know environment you not do daily shorts anymore i don't think so no because every single time we did um Every single time we did, people would unsub, and I think it's just because the content's too different. It's the content's too different. We do a daily talk show, we do gameplay, and then a short video where it's vertical, it looks like a TikTok video. I just think that's too many different content types. 
just doing a talk show and gameplay is risky enough because people will sub for gameplay and then come back the next day and be like what the frick is this talk show and then they'll unsub that's why I'm consistently saying during gameplay I'm like we do gameplay in the afternoons and a talk show in the morning so if you click sub that's what you're gonna get I think the TikTok like vertical video like hey guys what's up I just think that's too outside the norm for most YouTube users they're like what the frick why am I getting this video in my feed and they unsub like those short videos in the evening were hurting us we've stabilized shorts play I don't know I don't know I don't know if it's worth constantly losing people every night I just don't think it's worth it just to, just to get a couple thousand views on a video and let people know what we're doing the next day I can do that for members and not lose subs you know what I mean <laughs> you ran the Destiny community out of the discord and stream and told them to leave no I didn't I never once said that anybody who thought that I told the Destiny community to leave had their own interpretation of what I said and if their if their loyalty was that fragile, frick them. <laughs> if your loyalty is that fragile that I'm like, please stop asking me to cover Destiny, and then you say and then you interpret that to like you don't feel welcome and you stop supporting the stream, yeah, you can politely just frick all the way off. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. To watch somebody's life and livelihood get destroyed and continue to try to, you know, me bring it back up. I There's no way anybody interpreted me being like, can you please stop asking that? Come on. We left all of the Destiny stuff open in the Discord. The clans were still there. The LFG was still there. The only thing I said was, please stop asking me to cover the game. That's all I asked. You know? If people left on their own accord and felt like I was telling them to leave, I like like I said, if your loyalty is that fragile, then I don't I don't care. I don't I can't afford to stroke stroke some unseen ego. You know what I mean? A lot of it's the summer and the summer of returning. Yeah, it's the summer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. July is a um, July is a big travel month. It is. I'm from Lono Assassin's Creed Origins community and he left me high and dry and he never touched the game again. <laughs> and I'm still here. That's so long ago too, dude. Was that when I played it initially, Sven, or when I went back to it? I don't, because I, I actually walked away from it and then I went back and finished it. Yeah, that's fine, Fuzzy. People, listen, you guys have to understand something. All I'm saying is... I want to do things like the game nights with Warzone and we want to do fun stuff with Halo Infinite, right? We just need volume. We just need volume. You know? You have to understand. People made a concerted effort to hurt my business and this community. The The Destiny ban was, was an act of aggression. That was them attempting to hurt me. They want me to go away. They really, really do. They're not happy about the fact that I have a platform and a voice and that I can that I can speak truth. That's people that lie don't want the truth to be seen. They try to hide it, right? You have to understand, it was an effective it was an effective play. You go back you go back and look at the at the view counts of the stream and when we were covering Desi and stuff, it was very effective. It was. It was very effective. They hurt my business. 
they destroyed it, and then I was, as I was rebuilding it, they hurt it again. I make less money. I make less money. I'm putting less money in the bank for my children and my family. Why? Because they, they care more about hiding lies and abusing power, and, and they don't care what they do to me or my family. They don't care. So we're living in the wake of that right now. We are still living in the wake of that. We're doing everything we can to say show still goes on. The show must go on. SNTR presents Q&A. You're still getting value. You still get perks as a member. The Discord's still there. You can still connect and play with people. The only thing that's changed is, as Creature says so many times, we're just not sitting here talking about dregs. That's really the only thing that's changed. But until you have something that grounds an entire community, it's really, really hard to have volume. This is why so many streamers center around one game, because it gives you automatic volume. Just everybody shows up, be like, yeah, yeah, Destiny, Destiny, Destiny. You know what I mean? So, it was the way you stop people from talking about Destiny in chat and bringing it up, which is fair, but you did tell them to frick off just like now. But... That's not what I said. That's not what I said. So, I, I I never I never said that. I never did. All I said was if that's somebody if somebody's loyalty is that fragile, then I'm like, please stop showing up every day and asking me to cover Destiny. And if you're like, well, frick this guy, I'm out of here. I wh- wh- I I can't afford to care about people like that. I can't. Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing I can do about it, dude. There's nothing I can do about it. Randall the Vandal for Prez. So. I, I told Creature yesterday, I said, we're in a great spot. I said, we're in a great spot. It's it, 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 in the, If you zoom in on everything, it doesn't look like it. But if you zoom out, we're in a great spot. When I streamed for one year on purple, one year on purple, I did not have the viewer averages in the sub base that we have right now. I didn't. It took me, it took me, I had to get into the second year. The end of the second year, I started to have really, really healthy numbers and a healthy and a healthy paying subscriber base. So in my mind, we just hit our one year anniversary of being a YouTube streamer. And if this is our base, to build off of we're in a fantastic position i didn't have sponsorships rolling in my first year on purple i didn't i didn't have that extra income i didn't have a subscriber base like this i didn't have a channel that was this size and viewer averages that are this size i didn't have any of that my first year was rough around the time that i got partnered on purple the numbers were so low i almost had to walk away because i was like i just i can't do this i need to invest in my small business i'm not making enough money and there were a handful of very generous people that basically subsidized me streaming until I got partnership, right? And so, we're only a year in, and we got a great base. And if we continue to iterate on a format that allows us to cover a variety of things, we're, we're going to be in great shape in a year. We're right now, basically, now we have a foundation, now we're building, right? Now we're truly building. We spent a year reacting. You know, we spent a year reacting. We're not reacting anymore. Now we got a foundation. Now we're really building the product and a show, you know. Um, 
telling all the Destiny people to screw off doesn't even sound like something Lona would say. It sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, creature, that's right. Um, I don't know how many times you told people not to quit Destiny because of what happened to you. At one point, it had to be more than a dozen times a day. Oh, it was rough. It was rough. It took a long time. It took a long time to to get to get those to get that kind of like to to clean through the ranks, you know. There were just people every day that showed up and they were just like that's just that's just what they wanted. And I was like, I can't give that to you anymore, you know? I can't. A cookie maker can't afford to care about the people that want brownies when he can't make brownies. That's right. If Lono actually told people to screw off, there'd be a chipmunk version of it, no doubt. Well, yeah, that one guy made, like, the video of me, and I was like, I basically lost my cool. I was like, how do you think I feel not being able to cover that game? How do you think I feel losing my characters and a seven-year history in a game? All because of lies and hate and vengeance and dishonesty. Like, that's that, that's why I lost it all. I didn't, I didn't do anything. The only reason I don't put Bungie publicly on blast on Twitter is because of the harassment that would ensue, because that community is toxic and terrible. That's the only reason I never put them on blast. It, the, That entire... See, that entire situation, what people don't understand is, is the only reason they got their way is because of harassment. That's the grand irony in the entire situation. They got me to be quiet and not stand up for myself because the harassment was like a tidal wave. That community harassed me so mercilessly in August of last year when I sent one tweet saying, hey, I'm still around. I might start using Twitter again. I got so mercilessly harassed that weekend that I just deleted the tweet and went quiet again. They didn't get what they want because they did the right thing or because they're righteous or good people. They got me to be quiet and not stand up for myself because they are some of the worst people I have ever had the displeasure of meeting. They're awful. They are full of hate and and bitterness and they they got their way because I got harassed into silence. And the only reason I won't go out into the public now and make a video and stand up for myself and say, Bungie community managers publicly lied about me and... They banned me for no reason. They will never cite any TOS that I broke. I never broke any TOS. I didn't. They'll they'll never answer you. The only reason I don't go out in the public and do that on Twitter is because I'll get mercilessly harassed again. You're getting silenced through abuse because they're abusive people and that community is abusive. When you get capitulation and silence and acquiescence through power abuse you're an abuser like that's what abusers do that's how people get people to be quiet they use negative reinforcement that's the only reason I haven't gone on blast and put purple on blast and put bungee on blast why because I'll get mercilessly harassed and it'll it messes with my blood pressure it messes with my heart palpitations it messes with my sleep cycles so I just don't it's like it's just not worth it you win, I guess, you know? And then I just go on, and then I just have pressed on. The investigation is basically in a holding pattern. They need, they need a, they need a transcript for me. It's 
basically where society is headed in all categories silence to avoid harassment that's why I said there's this grand irony in this situation a bunch of liars, a bunch of fake victims made up stories and embellished facts about he said a joke three years ago and then I get mercilessly harassed and don't and, and I get harassed into silence I, I, I get mercilessly harassed into silence and destroyed, why? Because that's that's the way that culture works. That's the way that community works. That's how they get what they want. They answered this guy. They totally shut him down. Nothing from Bungie when they banned Lono. Didn't even say anything about him. No, no, no. And and they they have fostered a community of of hateful, harassing, toxic people. So like, if I went out and said, "Hey, this is me publicly putting you on blast." You banned me, you cited zero reason, and when I attempted to appeal it, you didn't even respond to the appeal, you just closed the ticket. So, this is your opportunity to publicly say, how did I break TOS? And you better be careful, because community managers from your company are already on record stating things that are provably false, which is a form of libel. So, what do you got now? You gonna say something else that's dishonest? You gonna lie some more? Everybody got real quiet when they started realizing that there was evidence to prove that these people lied. The guys that run the conference spoke out publicly and made false statements about me that I stole the badge and got kicked out of areas and all this stuff. As soon as all that got proven false with facts, they started saying, oh, well, we acted on third-party intel. They start walking back their claims. Why? Because they're liars. When you block somebody... When you block somebody and then make false statements about them so they can't see it, come on. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. They're liars. And so and so that's 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 why I don't that's why I don't go out of the public and defend myself about it. You know what I mean? And I know listen, I know we lost a lot of people. I know we did. We lost a lot of people because we stopped covering Destiny. I get it. I do. But the reason I'm so confident in the base that we have now and the format we have now is because you've stripped it all away and at its core, I think we have something that is it's elastic, I think it works Uh, I think it works with Variety Gaming News, I think it works when big games are going to start coming out, like once September hits, all these games start coming out I think we learned through like, covering one game, how to cover a game without planting our flag too firmly in it because a lot of people are like, oh, you just need that one game to cover. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. We kind of learned our lesson. So right now, we're one year into streaming on YouTube, and we have an incredibly strong foundation to build on. If you guys keep showing up like you did this week, this this channel will start to catch uh, it start to catch a uh, what's it called? The, um, it'll start to catch some velocity, and we'll be in great shape. We really, really will. And even today, it's July 15th, it's been a year, we still have big viewer increase when I start talking about it. Because they've got they've got people in here every day worried about what I'm going to say. And they put the alert out, they probably got a Discord somewhere. Every time I start talking about it, we get a viewership bump. To this day, we just went from 340 to 380-something. Hilariously pathetic. <laughs> Hilariously pathetic. 
So, and lately what we've been doing with the back half of the show is the questions turn into more like AMA questions. I don't think we're going to be able to do that today. Uh, so human type person says, is the ping system going to be only multiplayer? Would it affect AI companions in campaign or the button? I, they didn't say. They didn't say human type person. If you would be able to mark stuff in the campaign or like play co-op with people. Um, they didn't say. They just said they brought pinging because they also were bringing the spawner system. So like that you would know where weapons and things are on the map. Right? So what they're trying to do is they're trying to make a, a modern version of Halo. Because the danger would be Halo lands and just is Halo, and people are like, "I, we can go play Master Chief Collection." The last thing that you would want to have them have people be able to say and do about like Halo Infinite when it lands is, "Oh yeah, you can just go play Master Chief Collection," right? Why would you bother with this? That's the last thing you want people to say. That's probably why they're putting pinging systems in and and wanting to do seasons and 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 different things like that. So Creature says all we lost were people that supported Destiny. We're building somebody that support we're, we're building now with people who support the community. Right. There are plenty of people that still love and play that game and come here every single day. You know what I mean? They show up, remember, and they have clip capability. I don't care if they have clip capability. You can clip every. You can clip me up one side, down the other. Thank you for the free promotion and thank you for the ad revenue. Clips generate views, generate clicks, generate ad revenue. Helps with suggested, helps with recommends. You go ahead and clip me. I don't give a frick. Hate is engagement. You lose if you come here and try and clip me and get people to come and try and entrap me. You lose. Yeah, you can clip these. That's right. (laughs) Thanks for the support. Thanks for the support. Uh, Greenside says, how do you think Battlefield can make it so all of your purchased content can be used on any platform? And you think this will be some standards for other companies like Bungie? Well, the thing is, is that it depends on how they build your character, right? This this doesn't set a standard for Bungie. Bungie lets you take your character everywhere because everything's stored on the Bungie.net servers. So you you have cross save now. You, you've had cross save for a long time, cross progression, all of that. It's why you can move your you can you can literally be at a bus stop and move your gear on your phone. Why? Because your character is not on your console or your PC. It's on their servers. So more more than likely, that's how Battlefield is going to do it. You'll have like an account on their servers that has your character, your progression, your unlocks, your your builds or whatever, right? And then you, and then you're gonna go back to, you know, whatever that you're playing with your buddies, or you're playing on this, and then you go to your friend's house and you log in and you get all your stuff. That it's 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 more than likely how they're gonna do it. Not your DLC content you have to pay. Oh, well, I mean, the, the difference here is is that 
you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to buy Battlefield one time and have it everywhere. Greenside, that's not what they said. <laughs> Make no mistake. If you want to play Battlefield on PC and then on your Xbox, you're gonna have to buy it in both places. I'm just here to talk crap. Yeah, what's good, Wolvie? Mythrax with a ten spot. Frick the haters and liars. You're the best. Thank you. So you're not gonna you're you like being like oh well I have to buy the Beyond Light in multiple places or whatever. You know what I mean? You you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to buy the game multiple times. Now I don't know. They didn't say Greenside that they said progression. Let me go back to the article. I don't know if they said that your 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 purchased seasons will come with you. Uh, did it did it did it did it did it did it. Let me find it here. Battlefield will feature cross progression across all platforms as well as cross commerce, meaning your purchases on PlayStation would also be accessible on PC or Xbox, for example. They're going to have to clarify what that means. There is no freaking way that means you don't have to buy the game on every platform. Sony and Microsoft would never agree to that, right? I was listening to your talk about the disruption of weather in Battlefield and disruption in Gambit. My question is, isn't the whole mode of Gambit kind of based around disruption? Yeah, and it's why so many people hate it. And, and to your point, Zeno, is Battlefield built around the idea of disruption or is it built around large-scale battles with vehicles and squads and communication and strategy to turn the tide of battle and uh, you want a tornado to ruin that? It sounds like I can buy on Xbox and move to PS5 if I want. I think because they're putting purchases plural greenside, they're not talking about buying the game. They're talking about in-game purchases. If you buy a skin, if you buy a, if you buy a, I don't know about the seasons, but they put purchases plural. It says cross commerce, meaning your purchases on PlayStation would also be accessible on PC or Xbox. They're not talking about the game. They're talking about purchases inside the game because purchases, the subject of the sentence is battlefield will feature cross progression across all platforms as well as cross commerce. How do they define cross commerce? Purchases, plural, on PlayStation will be accessible on PC and Xbox. Purchases is underneath the game. It's like if you make purchases inside the game, they'll come with you. They're not. They're not. They're not talking about. They're not talking about the game. No way. Because Sony and Microsoft are never going to be like, oh no, that's fine. You don't have to buy it in our store. You just have to buy it. They're not. They're not going to agree. They would never agree to that. But in-game skins and stuff kind of both other titles like battlefield 1 and battlefield 5 unfortunately went away from that compared to 3 and 4 but i agree gambit is bad here's the thing you and i can say gambit is bad other people will say gambit is totally fine right so more than likely you're going to continue to deal with this who's right who's wrong it's totally subjective the question about tornadoes in Battlefield isn't, is it right or wrong? Is it good or bad? The question is, will the community tolerate it for very long? And according to the internal testing, they were like, yeah, the novelty wears off pretty fast. <laughs> when it's your 12th game on that map and a tornado ruins your team's lead or your team's control of a map, 
don't know if you're gonna be like yeah, I don't think you're I don't know if you're gonna take that in stride. Like, I don't know if you're gonna take that in stride. You're gonna be like, are you freaking kidding me? What well, we had the lead, right? Now I made a comparison in my video. I said, look, the storm shrinking in uh, Fortnite or a P- or a BR is essentially an ever-present uh, thing. It's an ever-present thing. And that is up intrinsic to the game mode itself, right? It's 100% intrinsic to the game mode itself. That's not necessarily the case with Battlefield and then suddenly there's a tornado, right? There's a big, big difference between the two. Big, big difference. If you're suddenly, if you're suddenly getting yanked off the map or your team's control of the map, you know, if if you do that, then you're you're gonna have to accept the fact that like there's just no way. There's no way I'm signing back up for this, dude. We had control. We 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 were winning. We 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 I like nobody likes that. Nobody likes RNG to determine the flow of a battle. There's no way you're gonna be like, yeah, let's go back in. That's awesome. <laughs> Storms are gonna be on certain modes, I assume. Well, and it, certain maps are different. There's maps with a tornado. There's maps with a sandstorm. There's maps with what was the other one? There was the third. There was a third. I forget. I've been playing Battlefield for 13 years, and honestly, I can tell you, I'm not excited for this tornado. Things like the sandstorm always ruin the experience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where... Sorry to bring up topics in previous days. I could see the frustration from it for sure. I just hope it's not spamming hurricanes every game. Well, they said in the article that some games you don't even have a tornado. So, it's not every game. And see, that's also part of the problem. That's good and bad. If there was a tornado every game and you knew approximately when it was going to happen and kind of where, you could navigate around it. But then that kind of takes away from the idea. Then it becomes kind of uh, gimmicky. It's like, yep, here comes a tornado. Seven minute mark, northeast corner of the map. Like, that almost feels kind of gimmicky but at least you'd be able to navigate around it and strategize around it. Now, it's if it, it, with, like, oh, man, we had three games, no tornado, and then you have a game where, dude, we're finally turning this game around. Finally. Ugh. We're finally in the lead. We've got control of this spot. This is going... And tornado comes in and says, ha, 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 hold my beer, and then, it, you know, and then it destroys your team, and then you lose. <laughs> I don't uh... You take the good with the bad, I guess. That's the facts of life. I like Gambit and Battlefield Sandstorms. Uh, other options are objectively wrong. <laughs> Do you think the size of the map will help? They're bigger than the old maps, right? They, well, yo, what's good, uh, Takashi? They said that the maps will not necessarily be bigger. They said that. They're not because the maps also have to work for 64 players as well as 128. They're going to use clustering to ensure that people end up playing together and getting in fights and stuff. Now, they did say in the article that we read today that the maps will have areas that are closed off for the 64-player games, and 128-player versions of the maps will be slightly more open and have other areas you can go into. But the map size in general will not be just dramatically larger because you're playing 128. 
So they've said kind of two things. They're not necessarily in contradiction. A couple of weeks ago, they said, no, we did not just make the maps huge and bigger because of 128. And we're using map clustering to ensure that people find action in combat and don't feel like they're alone on the map. And the second thing they said that we just read today was that there are elements of the 64-player maps that will be closed off, given less players. Weren't these environmental events previously triggered by certain conditions? Well, in Battlefield 4, right, you can, like, knock the one building down and stuff. I'm not a Battlefield aficionado, so... Uh, let's move to another question that was submitted earlier from Gilly. How should cheaters that play in crossplay be handled and the people who play with them? With crossplay, console players could use PC players to cheat for them and get wins and other rewards at no current risk to their own account. Well, yeah, obviously, you, you have to consider cheat detection cheat in, and cheat enforcement. You have to consider the two. Because if, if you don't, then you're... You're gonna run in. Th- you're gonna run in this problem no matter where you go, right? No matter where you go, you're gonna run in this problem of cheaters are gonna come in and help a team and help a team win, and then no one wants to play. Like no one wants to play a game where that's happening, where people on the other team have a cheater and that cheater is turning the tide of the match, right? So. And this gets dicey because, you know, in we all are familiar with what was going on in Destiny, right? Like, one person would be cheating, and then, oh, but the people playing with them should be banned. Well, what if they didn't know? You know, how do you prove that they knew? They played with them for an evening and then never played with them ever again. Well, then what, you, you're going to fault that person? You play a trials card with somebody... You play for a couple hours and you realize, oh my gosh, this guy's been cheating and you leave and never play with him again. Should you get in trouble for that? In this scenario, you could you could play with your dude on PC and he's cheating and you have no idea. Who do you punish? You, you should probably permanently ban the cheater and then like temporarily suspend the people that played with him. You know, a little shot across the bow. But again, you got to be careful there. What if they had no freaking clue? Like, I didn't know. I uh, well, How was I supposed to know? You know? Uh, Master Ty, do you think Battlefield will realize a free-to-play mode, a release, sorry, release a free-to-play mode to compete with Warzone and Halo? Um, I actually thought Eugene's theory from earlier today was pretty spot on. The idea that they they will likely do like free weekends and stuff to get people to come in uh so yeah, i i could i could see that what if the teammate reports them but that's what i mean sometimes you know and sometimes you don't know I went to play in the Beyond Light raid, and the day we went to play, a guy in our group got banned. And I had already had people email me say that they 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 played against him in PvP and thought he was cheating or whatever. I had a community member say the same thing. We had a community member privately reach out. This is after the fact, by the way. This is after the fact. I'd never played with the guy before, except for the night before we ran a couple raids. Now in that scenario, if somebody's going to be like, well, Lono and everybody on that raid team should get in trouble. Well, why? We went and ran a couple raids with a guy that apparently was 
was fiddling around with stuff when he would play PvP. I never played PvP with him, never did anything like that. There's no there's no record of us ever playing together outside of Night Before Beyond Light Raid. We ran a couple raids as a team. So what, are all of us guilty? Are all of us thrown in? You know. Now he to this day claims it was because he had some kind of software running on his computer or whatever. Take that with a grain of salt. When I have people privately coming forward that were like, yeah, there was some stuff in PvP that seemed a little off, seemed a little suspicious. Who knows? Maybe he was fooling around with it just because he thought it was funny. Maybe he was just toggling. Who knows? But if, if you got a guy that's doing that and you have literally zero clue and all of a sudden they get banned, you're like, what the frick? Well, I didn't, how was I supposed to know? Especially when you're running a raid with somebody. Like, who's, who's cheating in a raid? What the frick? Right? And so same thing same thing in this scenario what are you what are you going to do like if i boot up and play call of duty with the community and one of you guys is running something how am i supposed to know right you see what i'm saying like how are you supposed to know am i supposed to check now if you're playing every weekend with the guy for months on end Sure, when that guy gets the ban hammer, you should probably get temporarily suspended for a week or so. Like, nah, come on, bro. It's unlikely you didn't know, right? I think the association claims can be made to ban them by how often they play with a nefarious account. Right, if I play trials every weekend with a guy for six months and he's cheating the entire time and then they ban that guy, well then, yeah, you, you can suspend that account. But like, come on, man, you had to know something was going on. Especially if the guy's, like, spawning heavy or rapid-firing a machine. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, if they're, if he's if he's shooting a sniper like a machine gun, come on, bro, what, what were you doing? <laughs> Did you have your sound turned off? Were you wearing a blindfold? Like, come on. I think you deserve a warning or a temporary suspension. But it's too easy to boot up on a Friday night with a bunch of players you've never played with before, you can't be held accountable for that. That's ridiculous. Somebody could literally... Imagine doing that to a streamer. Like, yeah, I won a raffle. I'm going to turn a cheat on when I play this guy so he gets in trouble. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you see how that could work? (laughs) You could totally lampoon a guy. You could totally lampoon him. Be like, yeah, I won a raffle. I'm going to go play with this guy and turn cheats on. Then he's going to get in trouble. Like, what the frick? It can't be a one-night thing. It would need to be a long-standing, clear relationship, friendship thing where, come on, dude, you should have known you shouldn't have been taking part in this. And even then, I think it should only be a temporary suspension. A week, two weeks, whatever. Permanently banning somebody because they're playing with a cheater. I mean, again, you gotta be careful because people are good at hiding it. Right? Uh... Um, people are really really good at hiding it there were people streaming and using cheats and they got really really good at hiding it <laughs> you know what I'm saying That one, did you remember that one guy he was using wall hacks I watched him for 60 seconds I was like this guy's walling
Well, matchmaking with them doesn't count, Roberts. This would be a pre-made fire team situation. Kuda Papa says, I for one am one of the few people worried about the tornado. It's simple unpredictability of warfare. While yes, I might get annoyed, it is realistic. It's just in a player versus player environment, a non-player entity determining the flow of battle and the outcome of the battle, I think is, is intrinsically frustrating. Dexter says there seems to be talks about a Halo <clears throat> and Destiny may try to do some kind of Halo crossover. If the if the leaks are true, I think it just looks kind of I think it looks kind of pathetic. The leaks seem a little too good to be true, but we'll see. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? I know I would. You know what's insane? My wife literally brought me a hot dog for lunch today. No, I would not, because then you wouldn't be alive. I don't think it insta-kills when it comes down, Takashi. I think it's like it moves through the area and it like sucks up the vehicles and the players and stuff. That's it. That that's that's the extent of it. So um so <clears throat> Still stronger than then. So weird. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we got a couple more questions people submitted here at the tail end um, we will be switching to some cyberpunk on PS5 because people told me I didn't stay with it long enough so we're going to dive back in Dracus says, can players be fed weather reports helping to predict when, where, and how severe weather event will be? It'll allow player agency in planning and decision making. Well, I mean, this is not a bad idea. This is this is not a bad idea. I actually think this idea has 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 some has some legs. This is this is why I think the feedback is good. Right? 
because they can start to make changes if they feel like man we we really need to consider like what what this is going to do you know what what's this what's this going to do to our you know to our to our player base you know potentially potentially you're 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 going to have people that don't want to play on those maps people are going to get those maps and back out like we all know that can happen right we all know that can happen so that that i think is is something they have to consider if you get into what is called backout syndrome that can be terrible for your matchmaking people are, i don't want I'll play this map and they back out. You know, I hate the tornado and they back out. Um, so I could see them trying to come up with some sort of like in-game system to be like, hey, we're gonna try to like let you know where the tornadoes are, you know, are gonna be. Uh That's so true. I got that on some shooters back in the day. Yeah, backout syndrome can be really, really bad for games and their matchmaking. It can really hurt them. Map voting just makes sure two-thirds of the maps are never played. Yeah. Map voting can actually be bad, too. That's where player agency and player freedom can actually hurt a game. Too much player agency and too much player freedom can be bad for games. You know? People back out of Apex matches, same with PUBG. Well, that is true. No matter what you do, no matter what you do, you're going to have community trends and opinions and metas that develop, right? That's going to happen no matter what. So, 
the question is though in this in this situation they have put something in the game a mechanic in the game and on the maps that people playing the game privately are like the this is bad this is bad you you don't you don't this is going to drive people away them knowing that in advance maybe they can make some changes between now and october you know how often it shows up how long it lasts a system like dracus is talking about some kind of a warning system so you have time to prepare and respond so if you are turning the tide of battle and the warning comes in you have a contingency plan you know what to do you know where to go you know ADJC says, what are your thoughts about the massive WoW players who are leaving to other MMORPGs? Tide comes in, Tide goes out. You know? What goes up must come down. I just think that happens sometimes, man. Can't hold the crown forever. I, You know, it happened to PUBG. Probably will happen to Fortnite one day. Fortnite's in a, in a unique situation, but you know, the big, the big man on campus eventually slips slips from his perch, you know, and so it's not surprising. For I think mm mmorpgs, uh, I don't think are going anywhere anytime soon. But I do think, wow, the aesthetic of the game is playing a role here a little bit. Right? Nostalgia runs out of gas. Loyalty runs out of gas. You need something new. You need something fresh. You need new gamers, new blood, new people in there. Having a game that can be played as a hobby, um, having a game that can be played as a hobby is, is a great type of game to have right now. It really is, but if your game looks super dated, you're gonna really, really struggle with the new with the new audience members. You know, Final Fantasy XIV's booming, and they actually are having a hard time sending out game codes because players are joining in force. Games like 18 years old. How many new players does it attract? Yeah, the the barrel, or or we could say the guillotine, or whatever you want to say, whatever whatever we feel like World of Warcraft is facing. I think we can we can definitively say that it it's going to have to eventually make the decision to completely rebuild and make a truly truly amazing truly next gen you know version of the game that has to happen eventually that has to happen eventually like you 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 don't have much of a choice you know eventually you you have to get to a point where you say our game is too old we got to we got to go back to the drawing board rebuild and 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 set everything up anew set everything up fresh you know so if they don't do that then they'll just they'll just slowly drift out of frame they'll slowly drift out of frame now, some games don't need to do that. CSGO would be a good example, but even CSGO, I don't know. I, I feel like CSGO is probably just going to start to slowly, I'm not saying it's going to happen immediately, but probably slowly decline. And some of that's probably in due, uh, due in part to Valorant. 
people start going there teams start going there money goes there tournaments go there it has an effect now why did CSGO not really have to do anything with its graphical appearance the last how many years the last decade or whatever well because it's not driven by that it's driven by PvP and PvP is not driven by looks and appearance it's driven by efficiency reliability and competitiveness and so a game like WoW where you're investing in your character and getting cool stuff getting dope stuff it has to look dope it does that plays a huge part you know it plays a huge part doesn't really play a huge part in a game that is that's primarily PvP because you know it just doesn't it just doesn't now I gotta go to this scene this is usually where we go when we're when we're about to shift and all that is wrong that's from yesterday and I forgot to update it right I forgot to update it we are about to go and play more cyberpunk on PS5 now if you're still curious about this game uh, if you're still curious about cyberpunk then come along with us if you've been you know if you've been harping on me because you're like Lono you should give the game a little bit more time because I only gave it like two hours last time and I was pretty hard on it I was pretty hard on it I feel like deservedly so um then you can come with us now you don't have to go anywhere okay there is a uh there's a system called live redirect on YouTube and so I can set this up to where when this video ends uh, it will take you to the next video. It will take you over to Cyberpunk. Now, in the event that doesn't work, I will put the link in chat because sometimes it gets a little wonky. I will also make sure that the video is featured on the main channel. Like, so if you go back out to the main channel and you refresh, it'll it'll be the featured video because some of you are watching on like a television and it's easier just to back out to the main SNTR Presents channel and then use that to um, you use that basically to get back here so we're going to do that in just a few minutes we're not doing that just yet we're not doing it just yet uh, but we will do it here in just a few minutes Um, and what we're trying to do with this is we want to do gameplay. Uh, we want to do gameplay in the mornings and then I'm sorry, a talk show in the mornings and gameplay in the afternoons. And the reason we want to do that is just because we feel it adds a good variety. It lets us dive into stuff when it's new, um, and diving into stuff when it's new is really important. Uh, when there's an update to something, so like Ghost of Tsushima director's cuts on the horizon, Death Stranding uh, director's cut is on the horizon. And uh, we want to make sure we're, we're able to dive into those games, uh, you know, when they are uh, available. And, in, and I think that's something that's been really, really fun, especially for games like Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Ghost of Tsushima the other day. Uh, the support was just friggin' awesome. It felt really, really good to have uh, such a strong turnout um, from so many people. Especially for a game that I love a lot and I would like to finish before the director's cut comes out. Um, just because I think it's one of the greatest games. Uh, we've got we've got some cool stuff on the horizon too uh, that I'm going to be able to show you. Oh hey, the deleted video is no longer hanging out in here. I had like a deleted video stuck in this tool that I use and it wouldn't let me... I always had to go in and uncheck it. 
when using the tool it would be like nope and it would get stuck on the deleted video so thankfully maybe YouTube did fix some things on the uh, on the channel <laughs> I, I still can't get over that I still can't get over the fact that they're like we're aware of your issue now please go submit feedback and I'm like what do you what do you mean submit feedback I'm talking to you right now you're 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 the internal department that's supposed to be helping me with this isn't what I'm doing right now submitting feedback but they were like no when you submit feedback it helps us um, it helps us uh, <laughs> it helps us uh, troubleshoot it more or something I was like this just seems so weird another question came through from Mythrax. Will you cover Diablo 2, the remake? What features would you like to see brought back in new ones? I don't really have any requests for features uh, from from a game uh, like that. I just want it to be fun. I love Diablo. I loved Diablo 2. I'm looking forward to playing as a druid. I'm looking forward to streaming that and hanging out with you guys. Um, it, it should be good. It should be good. So... Alright, do me a favor, guys. Click the link in chat if live redirect doesn't work for you. Uh, if live redirect doesn't work for you, you can click the link in chat or use the link at the top of chat. And I will see you guys over there for some Cyberpunk on PS5. Even if you only come hang out for 30 minutes, that is super, super helpful. So when the little window pops up, like, do you want to come with us? Just press yes, come over, hit the like button, hang out with us for 30 minutes, and uh, it should be fun. I end up making fun of games like this quite a bit. And uh, it should be an enjoyable time. All right. (laughs) So don't go anywhere. I'll see you guys over there.